room goes You're late. The Diggs is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. (laughs) 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 Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Oh, yeah. My name is Dave Jones and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones and I am the Diggs. New theme. We're starting Lord of the Rings and we're both so excited. And as in any new theme, we got to bring in the number one fan of Lord of the Rings. We got with us Mr. Zach Hartman, a.k.a. The Tube Sock. Welcome, Zach. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, in this case, it actually might be true. This this is definitely up there. for Number one fan. Being the number one fan. I, it's, I've been in competitions, so you can, you can count that. Number one fan of every movie. <laughs> Especially You've been in competitions for no, this? No, I'm kidding. But I, I like, do oh, love really? these movies. Yeah, I would, I would put myself up there as far as, I don't know, maybe trivia or something. Yeah, Only trivia. movies. Movie I, trivia. <laughs> yeah, movie, not book. Not, book. not book trivia. So There's you haven't been in like a serious competition. No. So I you mean, lied to me. Yeah, I started <laughs> off with a lie. Started off the podcast with <laughs> a bold face lie. lie. That's great so, news. Um, but no, we've, uh, Danny and I have been talking about um, doing the Lord of the Rings for a long time. I think it's one of the, I don't know, probably top five ideas that we have to do. And we're extremely excited we're gonna skip a bro down we're just gonna get straight into it um so i thought that we well, we all thought that we would share just our personal experience with lord of the rings and why it's important to us um so i was just gonna start out i remember going to this movie uh, we're starting off with fellowship of the ring i remember seeing fellowship my eighth grade year and dad took us all as a family and he was super excited because he had read the lord of the rings books i was very unfamiliar with it um but we went and this movie absolutely blew me away and completely blew my mind. And after that moment, I immediately went out and got all the books and I tore through them in a matter of like a month or something, got a bunch of accelerated reader points. It was pretty sweet. Um, and then I was there for the midnight showings of all of them after that. I mean, both of the, you know, two towers and return of the King. So great movies. I've seen them all so many times. I went and bought them as soon as they came out on video and watched them on repeat the fellowship. I've probably seen this movie uh, over 20 times. I'd say we talked about that last night and I was saying, I don't know. Could it be 30? I don't want to say 30 seems pretty high, but, um, and it's just because I've been out 20. It's been out like 18 years. Fellowship came out in 2001. 17 years, 18 years. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, once I mean, a year for sure. Once yeah. a year. So I'm, yeah, I'm probably over 20, probably around 25, something like that. that and that's first year 
probably at least almost as old as i am (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it's true yeah so i probably have seen these movies a fair amount of times if i'm really thinking about it but i mean they're they're freaking awesome man like lord of the rings is the best it's so good and peter jackson he just he took the world of middle earth and made it into something that is so incredible and these are the types of like nerdy movies because you know we talk about like star wars or like superhero movies and all that stuff and those are like fun movies and they're always really good but they're never actually great movies that get like critically acclaimed or I mean critics like them but they never get like Oscar play or anything like that but like Return of the King was freaking the best picture of that year and each of these movies got nominated for best picture so it's I mean they are fantastic incredible movies Mm -hmm. and I think that they kind of surpass a certain like fantasy or sci-fi genre right you know because like a lot of those a lot of those movies get thrown into that genre but these these go above and beyond what those movies usually are and they were low budget you know fairly well fairly (laughs) I don't know but well they did save a lot of money considered a low budget film i mean doing all three of them at the same time in like Uh new zealand they were like (laughs) by themselves he had to go to he had to go to extraordinary measures to make these films what they were with the amount of money that they had i Mm -hmm. mean they just he was so creative with the with the how they did things knew how to spread a buck yeah that's for sure spread a buck right (laughs) go hunting but absolutely um zach what's your what's your uh experience Uh, on these so lord of the rings came out and you know as a seventh grade boy i was interested in fantasy i didn't know uh really the background at all of it um i actually remember being in the theater and seeing it and uh they start walking through emin muyil razor sharp labyrinth of rocks but uh they start walking and then it ends and i was like is that it And then it wasn't until after that I realized that it's a trilogy. Um, So like Dave, I uh, my dad actually had um, a very old box set of the three of them. And I I blew through them fairly quickly after. And then like Dave, I was ready to go for every midnight showing subsequently. um, I, you know, I just love these movies. I love the world that Peter Jackson created. It's so rich and um and just on the shoulders of J.R. Tolkien um just the world that he was able to create but how passionate that Peter Jackson and uh Fran Walsh and right uh whatever their names are oh it's his wife yeah and then some other lady um they the world that they created and how passionate they were about the the books i think really shows through in the movies um i'm trying to think i just think also the amount of jokes that um have been spawned from this series in our friend group i don't i think we take more jokes from lord of the rings than any other series like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that and I was going to say that I think that a large part of our friendship is due to these movies, because I think that when we first started hanging out, we threw quotes out from Lord of the Rings all the time. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of Maybe. one of those yeah. associations that we can make with most of our friends, that we all love these movies and yeah. we joke around about them frequently. So, yeah. Danny, how about you? I mean, 
I know that you were there with me the entire time, so. Oh, well, you know, when I was younger, my dad took me to the theater, (laughs) and oh my gosh, I came home and I got the books. Oh, it was such a special thing. Um, (laughs) No. Oh no, my dad took me and oh, no, not took my me pet fishing. Pet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he left me at home because he was PG he left thirteen. Me at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was too young to go. No, um, yeah, I uh, love the movies, and uh, when I got home, I read all the books. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, he's never read these books. <laughs> I read the picture books. Uh, I did the uh, Spark Notes online. Um, I think I read but The yeah. Hobbit to you when you were little. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I don't care. <laughs> maybe who cares? Um, <laughs> no, they, but these, yeah, these these movies have really they have formed me into the the nerd dude that I am. And uh, I've, like I said, I've probably watched them once a year since they've come out. Um, and I mean, I'm as big as fanny, big big a fan of, as any. Pretty much. I mean, uh, yes, I haven't read the books, so I guess that counts me out of a certain area. But uh, I'm I'm a very, very big fan of film. And uh, so I've seen all the behind the scenes of these. I got the extended editions with all the extra hours of bonus bonus footage and uh, many, spent a lot of time. Many hours of bonus. many lives um, <laughs> spent. People many lives. Many lives. Um, I love spent the watching all that. Captain and I Titanic. just love it. I. I think that I think what Peter Jackson did with these is just incredible and he he should get a lifetime achievement award or the kids choice either way. Um, <laughs> did anybody get slime for this? I, I don't think so. Maybe probably somebody. Orlando Bloom. I was going to say Orla- if anybody gets slimed it's got to be Orlando L. Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> he got slimed for pirates. I, I know that. But I don't know. I don't know. This is I his first film. This was his first film, yeah. Uh, it was. It was. What about Black Hawk Down? No, that was after. After. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Black Hawk yeah. Down came later in Or later. Okay. Yeah. All right. It happened earlier, or it was later, uh, later. that um. it, it showed. <laughs> what transpired in Somalia hadn't even happened when this movie came. No, I'm just kidding. That was in, <laughs> it was in the 90s. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, boy. No, oh boy. but another funny thing is this. There's a lot of prop work in these movies, and even at times you can see origami. So it kind of spawned me. I wanted to watch all these documentaries on origami, um, but I couldn't watch them because they were pay-per-view only. <laughs> Not as good as your sea level <laughs> joke on the last one. <laughs> the last one, Danny told some joke that was just actually so funny to me, and I didn't want to laugh at it, but it was, it was good. Well, to. the thing is, they've had, they have these new 3D printers that print oh. guns, and it's crazy because I've had a Canon printer for years. Ah, okay, we're <laughs> moving on. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, but... I feel like I had a point to make, but then you just went on this tirade of <laughs> terrible jokes. So I mean, I whatever. Bring up the kid's choice. Now you can only picture just slime. Orlando Bloom life. getting slime. I love, I love the kid's choice awards. This is this kid's choice for favorite movie of two thousand one. My kid's say, choice. Two thousand three. One. One. Yeah. And then two towers, probably two thousand three, and then no, two thousand two, then two thousand three. 
and also I just think it, you know, our friendship group was, you know, formed around these movies. Okay, let's move on, right? That's about as serious as we're going to get for the whole thing, all right? We all had our little pouring our hearts out. So let's move on with the actual locket that I wear with Frodo's face in it. Oh, you know what I was going to say, actually? I was going to say that, yes, Zach and I have both read these books. Um, I don't know if you've read them very recently. I haven't read them since I was. I read them once. I I skipped all of the songs. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, okay. So I'm I'm top tomato here. You're top dog. Yeah. Um, I read them again in high school, but I haven't read it since then. And I don't really remember that much, to be honest. I remember bits and pieces. So we're going to talk strictly about the movie. We're not going to sit there and compare differences between movie and book and all that stuff. We're just going to talk about what we love. Um, I mean, we can mention Philip O'Boyens, Fran Walsh, and Peter Jackson. They did a great job of adapting the books into a screenplay, and it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, I love it all. And we're very happy. This is kind of a big project for Peter Jackson, too. Huge. He, he didn't have too much. He had a couple like horror movies and smaller films. And then he just took this on. And uh, luckily, New Zealand supported him. And here we go. So it's great stuff. I know. Basically got the whole, yeah. I was going to ask, Every- did you guys ever see uh, the animated? It's like... They did an animated version of the Lord of the Rings. Trilogy. I think I've seen. Yeah. I've I used seen to watch those when I was younger. Yeah. 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 I feel like I remember watching. I think it's like, do they have a movie? I think it like is one big movie. Maybe I thought it was like two. two. Maybe two it's parts. two. It's weird. Yeah. It's like they cut two. it off. They did like one and a half. I remember the, the one, one. I remember the Hobbit the animated movie a lot more than I do remember the Lord of the Rings, but it is very, it was very dark. Like I remember the music and the tone of it was just like, and like all the orcs looked kind of like froggish and it was like scary. It was, it was scary. Yeah, totally. As if these movies aren't scary, but you know, whatever. Oh yeah. So it says, I think before the movie starts, it's PG 13 and it's like (laughs) for scary images. Yeah. Yeah. For like frightening and thematic elements or something. Yeah. yeah, something crazy action and then, yeah, frightening images. And that's it. You know, there's not he really doesn't. That's why I love these movies, because it's not like Game of Thrones or something that they have to have, like the whole other sex, element of like yeah. inappropriate and crazy stuff. It's just like which Danny loves. Get, I mean, he he loves a good bloodbath. Don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I love, love a, a big bloodbath. Blood <laughs> he loves bloodbath um, and explicit content. But I love a good brothel. You know, <laughs> but, you know <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Danny's Danny's. I was gonna say three B's, but bloodbath, brothel, and I don't know. We know the third one. <laughs> Just, yeah, can we move on, please? These these and truths, Boromir, these and truths Boromir. are self evident. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say these truths are self evident. You can guess what the third B is, but <laughs> yes, Boromir. Yeah, I am. B. That is not me. Hey, and what a collection of actors they got oh, for this, word. man. Every single person is so well cast. In that hero Other than shot. Liv Tyler. I, just not Liv Tyler, right? <laughs> yeah, no, sure. she's good. She's actually great in this. I can sail away just to hear you breathe What if they would have got him instead? Steven? Just to play the Steven Liv Tyler, Tyler part? Yeah. I think <laughs> if you want him, <laughs> come and claim him. What? Christopher Walken. Wow, David. Thanks, man. No, I kind of was doing more of a Christopher Walken there. You know, if you want him, you want come, him. And, come and claim him. Claim him. Got him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hit it as well as you did. Gotta yeah. commit. You have to really commit yeah. to it. So, yeah. <laughs> Not feel like a third B, right? Yeah. 
Go with that third B there, Dana. Um, but <laughs> great actors. I will say that every single person, I can't really think of anybody that I dislike as far as the main cast goes. Um, so good. Yeah, I mean, they're all good. good. Ian Holm is great. Christopher Lee is just one of those guys that he shows up in everything. Such a huge fan of these books, too. He was. He was a big fan. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that a lot in the appendices. So he said he read them once a year and stuff like that. And he was just so honored to come onto the prod, you know, the project. It's so cool. I love that. You know, what always has, uh, I've always wondered this and I, and I'm sure I could find out more information, um, but the the nine uh, got a tattoo to commemorate the experience, and they've never said where it is or what it is, I don't think. The nine guys that play the ring wraiths? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I thought he was talking about. It's like these those nine random nine random, guys. Like, kind of older actors are just like, let's commemorate it, put some black hoods on our, <laughs> on our, our backs. <laughs> Every year they take a ride, <coughs> scare some little kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. It's, it's actually the, the ring wraith noise is like, isn't it a donkey or something? It's like the squeal of yeah, a donkey. Yeah, it's very something, yeah, Whee! something like that. Yeah. It's a it's a it's mixture of that it and like scary, something dude. else. It is, like, yeah. It's horrifying. Like- and that's the thing, is that when we talk about, you know, the back ends. <laughs> Snowbagging says around here. <laughs> yeah, roll back in Hobbiton. That way. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, oh gosh, uh, that guy. I noticed it this time. That dude that goes that way. He looks like Jodie Foster. <laughs> <laughs> no, he kind of does. He just looks a little bit like Jodie Foster to me. I don't know. That yeah, just made contact in this She. I mean, sure. Why not? She always kind of had. But contact. Good movie. Matthew McConaughey. No. Well, yeah, it is. It is. Him in that and it are interstellar. You know who else it has? A couple good roles. It has um um what's uh John Voigt? No, no, the guy from Starship Troopers, the Ace Levy or whatever. Um it's Busey, Jake Busey. Jake Busey Jake is the Busey. bad Jake Busey is the terrorist in contact. Oh, I remember ah. that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Small role. Hey, you know what? Uh, talking about another funny cast and something. I've been playing that new Spider-Man game, which is, is incredible. It good? It's freaking, yeah, it's awesome. It's a really fun game. But they got the guy from, uh, he from, he's from Departed. He's like the other undercover cop that you find out when he dies. Remember when he's dying and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Remember that guy? The that guy actor? in the elevator's like, we have to stick together now. That guy? No, the the guy that like dies and he's like, tell me why I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he's oh. also in Rush Hour. He's, I think he's one of the two cops. I oh think my gosh, that guy you're right. I think he's he the FBI agent. Is that yeah. Jigsaw? No. Is that not the same actor? I always no. kind of thought that. No, he, he looks so. a lot like him, but it's not him. Okay, all right. Yeah. But yeah, that I know guy. Who you're talking about. He also kind of seems like uh, Ray Fiennes in um, the English Patient. Okay. <laughs> anyway, like, Danny, go what? Ahead. Shut up. Um, <laughs> Such tangents. He is though. He he. They got him as like an actor on the video game to be uh, Norman Osborn. So nice. I just wanted to say that. Well, there you go. That's incredibly interesting. I. It's not a good cast. It's weird. Yeah, it's not. It just doesn't. Why didn't they get William Defoe? 
He's the best. He's that yeah, William. Dude, I love when I hear somebody say William Defoe because it's Willem. Willem Defoe. Willem. So funny to me. Um, okay, but let's let's move on. Good stuff. Good stuff, everybody. All thoughts are valid. Good Spider Man. Great stuff. We are going to talk about the Lord of the Rings now. What do you think about the intro? I can't, that's as far as I got. I can't remember what Gladriel says at the beginning. The world is changing. I feel the world yeah, is yeah. changing. And nine rings to the race of men who above all else desire power. Desire power. <laughs> she says that so like. Dude, but it's like it is. It's funny. I was watching it yesterday and I was like, this is the most hook beginning i've ever seen in a movie it's like incredible it's so good if i can now live remember the tale i feel it in the water yeah it is so i feel it in the earth i smell it in the air much that was once lost for now live who i don't know and some things that have not yet come to pass that have not yet come to pass oh man it's so good so freaking dude one who has seen the when you're looking at Galadriel and she's because everybody's looking at her eyes and they're like crying, the shots that Peter Jackson actually like chose, I find myself doing the same things that they're doing. Like <laughs> her eyes looking at me, I'm like, uh, yeah, no, it's because <laughs> Boromir like kind of like puts his hand like over his face kinda. a little bit. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I might just throw out like a quick uh, just recommendation for the three of us in this podcast. Should we not look anything up? Should we try to see if we can like pull lines from our own knowledge and sure. stuff like that? I think that might sure. be kind of fun. What about favorite line? Though? Favorite line. Go yeah. ahead and look it up. But anything yeah. else like we, we got to just pull it from our own memory here. I think that might be kind of a fun way to go about it i mean we've all seen these movies plenty of times so enough times that we can get pretty close right yeah we could all do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> for uh, plenty of people still live that uh do, do they remember the tale <laughs> and those above else want power right. <laughs> but i i so the beginning though like i really like that intro but that that first battle where it's like the um Elves, a last, a last, uh, a last stand. No, right? it's a last something. Allegiance, mm-hmm. alliance against Sauron. Yeah. A last yeah, alliance really well of men so and elves. Is it just men and elves in that scene? Yep. Is there no oh, dwarves? There aren't. There. But also, so I. We're, this is going to be hard because we all want to contribute so much. Oh, that's fine. Um, in that scene, I've always thought, like, as uh, Sauron is exploding. Or after he explodes, there's an elf with hair sort of flying everywhere. I've always oh, yeah. thought that that was Legolas. Is Legolas that old? That's what I kind of wanted to look up some of this stuff before. So we that even was three thousand years ago. Is yeah, Legolas three thousand years old for two and a half thousand years. Doesn't she say that? Mm-hmm. The ring passed out of memory. Yeah, because then Gollum finds it and he has right. it for about five hundred years. Five hundred. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, that was he, just a question I was going to ask if you guys knew. I don't know how old Thranduil is, and I don't know because Legolas is from Mirkwood, uh-huh. correct? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't Mark- know how old Legolas is. I'm assuming he's quite old, but who knows? I mean, Elrond was there, but Elrond is like he's king. He's top. He's elf. the dude. Yeah, Elrond's sweet man. Hugo Weaving. That guy has had the best. Hard. 
and like arrows are flying by when he's oh, getting shot yeah. down Yeah, right, yeah. Real Eldish. close to his head. I never so I've good. always had a problem he, with he some of that. He even kind stuff. of like winch like winces a little winces bit. A like little yeah. Bit, yeah. I no, mean I what if somebody thought... just blows it? Huh? What if somebody just messes it up? Well, I just... think that that's always like the great thing is that they do like devote the due um, talents of each race. You know, it's like when you go into, um, you know, the mines of Moria and you see what the dwarves have done. It's like incredible. And so like that craftsmanship that the dwarves are famous for, blah, 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 is so amazing. And like you see the elves and like how they cooperate with nature. And then they're also just like ungodly abilities to freaking just like fight and be so precise and accurate with their actions it's fantastic you know legolas can't hit the one bomber that's always bugged me that has well he gets him like twice in the shoulders right it's like just do a headshot what if he would have shot me in the face that was a risk we were willing to take (laughs) no i mean yeah that's a good point that 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 is annoying but um it just that's how the story had to go right right but, but yeah it it is one of those things where they do they do show a lot of that within like the elven cultures that like they are just the most badass of races like they're so tight it's amazing definitely <laughs> yeah danny's just like nerd <laughs> they're so tight they're so tight dude that's funny yeah All no Avatar's they're they're too, amazing but. man Legolas for a long time was my favorite character. Now that I've gotten oh, older and kind of seen Orlando Bloom, like analyzed his acting a little more, maybe right. I think I've, I've switched um, to somebody else who I'll talk about, but I still, I think Legolas is so sweet. I think at times Peter Jackson, especially in the Hobbit, um, we were talking about this last night, Peter Jackson kind of took Legolas to like <laughs> just, funky heights you know doing just outrageous things how crazy can we make legolas but i agree he's he's real good in this one i don't know if we need to talk about the hobbit i think that's uh just leave it no dude i it's not a a, dad issue it's not a thing actually i remember when we went and saw what's the first hobbit called there and back again i don't even yeah zach and i went to an unexpected journey is it an unexpected journey? Oh, yeah, because the last so. one's, no, it's called Battle of the Fire, whatever. Zach and I went to that movie together, and we were very excited. You know, Peter Jackson, The Hobbit, blah, blah, blah. And I had read a post on Reddit that said it was going to be better than Fellowship of the Ring. And Oh, <laughs> my god! And Zach and I, like, we watched the whole movie, and the credits rolled. <laughs> and I go, and I turned to Zach, and I was like... That was way better than Fellowship of the Ring. And we both burst out laughing like so hard. And, and because we were both just like, it was fun. It was fine. Like, I think that I was higher on it when I first finished that movie. But, you know, regardless, it was it was a funny moment. It that just you and stinks I because they movies. I know we don't need to talk about it. It just stinks, though, that they got the casting so right with Bilbo. But the movies went so wrong. You know, yeah, I feel like Martin Freeman was so good. He's I a loved, great Bilbo. Just I the movies him. just strayed so far from yeah. his original vision. He had to make up his so practical much stuff. effects. It's like when you talk to like an old man that just wants to get this story out to you. Old woman. I'm not. I'm a man. Thirty-seven. <laughs> Thirty-seven. No, you, you go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it's like when they're meandering through some story, and you're like, if you would have told me this story in three minutes, you know, and rather than fifteen minutes, 
it probably would have been amazing, but I just mm-hmm. don't care about this story right. anymore. You yeah. know, and that's what it is because there were so many elements of those movies that were fantastic, but it's just stretched out over three movies what and there's just well, such a large amount of unnecessary CGI action that yeah. just means nothing, you know? And so yeah. there's just so much to it. And that's something we'll get into later. I want to talk about like CGI versus practical effects and stuff like that, but yeah, it's all good. Anyway, the first, the first intro, I love how it says the Lord of the Rings and then it kind of shows the story of the ring, right? because that's mm-hmm. what the Lord of the Rings is. It's it's a story about all these different characters, but the, the ring, character the ring is actually a character and it has its own theme. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's so fantastic. So I like that. And then it goes to, uh, it says the Fellowship of the Ring and it shows. Well, in the extended version. So uh, that's, a, that's a great question to ask. Did you guys, this last pass through, did you guys watch extended or regular? Always extended for me. I, I don't watch regular. I don't even own the regulars anymore. I watched extended as well. The one thing that uh, we noticed last night, the extended doesn't do the into the wild line from Aragon. Really? Like, where are we? Where are you taking us into the wild? Doesn't uh, do that. Are you sure? Hundred percent positive. Yeah, because Jack, my buddy, pointed it out. He's like, "You never said that." And then I was like, "No, I think it's later." And then it just never happened. I thought. I thought it was. Uh... When he like turns and his sword, actually, I think the sword hits the camera because the camera goes off focus a little bit. It moves. And I think as he's turning, he goes into the wild and he hits the camera. Oh, well, maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point, though, to make is that, um, yeah, unfortunately, the other day at, at school just went on too long and I had too much work to do. And I am. Um, to to watch the extended edition, I would have just had to have been up too late. So I just watched the regular version. Um, a lot of times I choose to watch the regular version. I think that I, I if it would have been, yesterday, I watched the extended and I wished I would have watched the regular. Right. To be honest, the I last, think like, that they're a little too meandering for me sometimes. I understand like sometimes. a lot of the scenes I think are really fun. A lot of them I think are unnecessary. So um, I, I've seen the extended editions probably two to three times each. Um, but usually I would choose to watch the regular. Um, and so I, w- I was debating though, because I thought since we're podcasting on it and I know that Zach is a big fan of the extended editions, I thought about watching the regular due to time constraint. I just couldn't make it happen, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a debate, you know, it's an interesting, dis- it is. it's interesting to see what people prefer. Cause there is good stuff in there. But- it is. It is. It's just difficult to set aside four hours and I don't like watching these movies in chunks. And that's my biggest thing is that I like to sit down and take the entire thing in. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's, you know, um, it's, it's kind of funny. I remember, uh, actually I think honestly, fellowship of the ring might've been one of the last movies I bought on VHS. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I bought the DVD. And then I remember finding out that extended versions were coming out. And then I stopped buying the regular versions. Wow. Just and that I mean, they were expensive for a kid, you know. Yeah. In in early (laughs) high school. Yeah. What was it? 50, 40, 50 bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah, they were. I think it was like forty four ninety five. On Target. Could have been. For what? Just the. (laughs) Just an extended version. Target. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true though. I mean, I got my extended edition, like the big pack, like the big Blu-ray pack. Case, yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. It's probably close to a hundred dollars. I bet. Oh, yeah. I think that, it was one hundred twenty-nine ninety-nine still. So oh, the, at Target. 
Yeah. At, for the Blu-ray extended? At Target. At Target. <laughs> it's so, $129.99 at Target. <laughs> if only I had $20. If only I had $20. That's a joke way back to the first podcast we alien. we all did. That's an alien podcast that I remember that from. Because no, I have good memories. That was no, that was the first movie podcast that we did. Oh, you're right. We all made fun of Danny. That's for, right. Yeah. That's when it came up. Because yeah, because Prometheus was. What one. else is new? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, geez, all right, we're we gotta go, guys. Let's, no, no. So well, I was I gonna say really quick. Come on, like, seriously, I'm sorry. Like, get a move on, I'm Zach. Just gonna say, uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> just just at the start of the movie, and I was talking with Sarah about this. Like, I love. I watch, I only own, uh, I don't own them on Blu-ray. I don't have them on Blu-ray. They're all DVD. So I put it, you, you know, s- I watched it on just my Blu-ray player, but it was just standard. The other night? Yeah. Like l- two nights ago, last, you watched this on DVD? Just DVD, because I don't own the Blu-rays. Jeez. But I watched them. Jeez, were you calling me, from, calling me from a dial-up time, phone? Time out <laughs> here, time out here. I'm just trying <laughs> to make cordless. <laughs> I'm trying to make the point that despite despite it not being crystal clear picture or whatever, I think it's like an amazing <laughs> testament to the movie that it can be not as clear as Star Wars or whatever Blu-ray that I have now, but it's so good still that the quality doesn't the quality of the movie doesn't affect how I perceive it, you know? Sure. Like I can still watch it and it's so clear for me because I've seen it so many times that it doesn't even matter that it's not Blu-ray. Right. And right. it even adds something to it, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think that that actually is a good point is that that the the feeling of watching like a DVD in some ways is good. I remember that Danny and I sat down and watched Armageddon on VHS like this is probably like six or seven years ago. Yeah. But when mom and dad still had that big box TV. Um, mm-hmm. but it was just like, a, it was a weird experience, like watching a VHS movie and like the, the sound was kind of like distorted a little bit cause it's old sure. and it was just yeah, funny tracking and right. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So here's a, just last question on like the quality of does, do you know if, what kind of film was it shot on film or digital? Did they even I, have digital filming back then? I think this they is shot have, on film. Yeah. Okay. I think it's film though. It was film, yeah. They so the first time that somebody had shot an entire movie digitally was Attack of, Attack the, Clones, of the Clones. And that came out in 2002, right? I know that Weta Workshop worked closely with Weta. Lucas Films. With Weta. Well, it was Weta, but yeah, he had a speech impediment so it right. ended up being Weta. Weta. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So yeah, these are shot on film. And you, I mean, okay. and that's Another big thing, you know, it's like their use of practical effects and the fact that it's shot on film. It's just, it's the type of movie that I like to watch. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, I love, yeah, it just, I love it. It looks better. I don't know. What can you say? But okay, moving on to Hobbiton. So we get to ne- get to meet some of the main characters. And that's what I realized is that the first, I think, hour of this movie, eh, the first 25 minutes to 30 minutes is the just first 15 minutes. Good Lord. Gandalf and <laughs> it's it's freaking Gandalf and Bilbo for a very long time. And you don't even get introduced to uh, Elijah Wood 
as Frodo, except for that like first scene, right? You see him for a second, but then it just kind of doesn't have Frodo in it for a while mm-hmm. until the party and after Bilbo leaves. And then you get inter- introduced to him. <laughs> and then see, I was doing the Elijah Wood dance. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> that stupid dance. It's so good. But I don't know. It's it's just it's amazing storytelling and the confidence in which Peter Jackson tells the story is great. And that he wasn't worried about boring the audience about like introducing this like very old timey world and they're talking about like finding cheese right to eat and like smoking pipe weed like introducing yeah, he's a just very, confident a, a quote-unquote boring race of characters right and sticking with them for a good chunk of like the first half of the movie but that's i actually do love but i love it all of the shire stuff it's actually well, it's, it's really so well done beautiful it is it's so well and done he created that whole I mean, it's it. a whole yep. freaking city yeah and there. a lot a of it little, they built it twice you know a little town. yeah because they had to do like the small set and the big set small sets right. and big sets yeah, yeah. gosh i can't it's so amazing the, and the, the green screen work went. that they did with it it's just it's crazy man yeah out of this world yeah no, it's great. I do. Uh, I love the um, the little kids. The group so of little kids are the they, most adorable. When they shoot off the fireworks. There's one that's Peter just Jackson's like screaming, kids. like yeah. <laughs> screaming, and it's so freaking cute. Yeah, and I always love the old guy that gets like angry. He's like, kind of just like yeah. grimaces his face, and smiles, and then his wife sees him smiling. Yeah, I think proud feet, <laughs> proud feet, <laughs> proud feet. Yep. I Great. think that's uh-huh. him. Right. Hey. I love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, but I love it, dude. And them introducing these characters because you get to know them before this whole thing. Because right. I feel like after you've seen all three of these and stuff, you only think of Frodo and Sam as like, you picture Frodo and Sam in Mordor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You picture them like after this huge journey and then watching the beginning of this movie and seeing that, you know, all Sam is concerned about is just this girl. Well, you know, that's okay. dancing and he's just shy and just like, mm. here's another is thing. It, is in it Rosie? Ex- yeah. And here's another thing in the extended version. He is there. T- uh, Gandalf is talking about, or Bilbo is talking about while he's writing his book about hobbits concerning hobbits. And he's talking about um, what they love. And he's like, but at the heart of it, uh, hobbits have, um, what is it? It's like in a love for fresh tilled earth. And then it shows a shot of Sam planting something and he's smiling and looking. Happily. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Yep. So he's gardening. There's there's just another aspect of. Just the difference and establishing what hobbits care for. Right. Yeah. That wasn't in the. Yeah. I mean, essentially what hobbits like to do is they pretty much like to farm and then just go get wasted. Right. I mean, that's like (laughs) get wasted and dance. Sounds like a good life. They like to to farm, get wasted and smoke pipe weed. So that's their entire existence. That's That's really the like we're laughing, but like that's kind of the feel that you get for those people like yeah. living in the shire simple life <laughs> yeah simple life man very simple you know? life yeah everybody knows everybody small town you know and uh it's bilbo's 111th birthday. 111th birthday okay so i mean like moving on but like i was gonna say i was gonna say that that party looks like the coolest party ever so much fun. except ever. for the sackville yeah. bagginses yeah sackville bagginses hide oh right 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 yeah the annoying people that Bilbo's running from that they they have you been into uh, whatever's ale again? He's like, no, well, yes, well, yes, but 
The gaffer's home brew. Yeah, that's it. Um, but like, so you look, you look around at that party though, and there's like this sweet dance party going on. Everybody seems to be having a good time. Frodo's doing, <laughs> waving his elbows. The, the weirdest He's doing like, I don't want to be a duck. But, um, yeah, you got that. And then you have like this freaking wizard just popping off the coolest fireworks you've ever seen in your entire life. And then you look over and you have this amazing little hobbit, old hobbit telling the most adorable children, like the funniest story. I dude, squash us into jelly (gasps) and that little girl. And it's, it's Peter Jackson's two children are the ones that they filmed. But, um, man, I the reactions of those kids. I fall in love with it every time. I'm just like, gosh, it's it's just cute. It is. It's unbearably cute. That's a perfect way to put it. So anyways, it's just, it's such a fun party and you have like the pretty hot Hobbit lady that it shows her for one second. Yeah. Yeah. Not Rosie, but the other one, you know, this kind of looks like Demi Moore. You guys not pick this lady out every time you watch this movie. I never looked at any of the Hobbits at being looking little Hobbits. There is one really attractive Hobbit woman. You are weird, dude. Okay, (laughs) which one? It's not like she's an actual Hobbit. She's a real woman. Okay, which one? Really hot Hobbit. What scene? What scene? Because there's one. It's when the the firework goes off. Okay, and the dragon comes down and she kind of is smiling. Yeah. She is kind of cute she's attractive okay there's an attractive hobbit woman just in there. move on i mean it <laughs> it's not important that so they're hobbits man they're freaking <laughs> hobbits dude they're not real it's a, <laughs> it's a real actress no it's, a, it's an actual person she exists okay so then you have the big speech and i love but, this speech. well we skipped uh or no we're gonna have to skip some stuff no you're right we're no. at the big speech yeah um but i love uh bilbo's speech i like less than or i like i like less than half you half as well as i should like and i or i know half of you half half as well as i should like and i like less than half of you half as well as you deserve right and the two guys look Uh, confused very cute proud (laughs) feet yeah that's very fun today's my 11th birthday <laughs> That's like a 15-year-old joke at least. Yeah, we've been We've been using that for a while. Yeah, um, that's funny. But I always thought like if you're watching that though, you would be so perplexed as to what's going on because he just completely goes silent and then mumbles just to goes. himself <laughs> inaudibly. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to I be regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Bid you all a very fond farewell. And then just straight up disappears. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's incredible. It's amazing. What a what an exit to make. People it would is. never stop talking Did about it. Did you see it. their faces? It's he great. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um We did skip the introduction to Mary and Pippin. Oh yeah, they're stealing the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Great. And they they those two characters. To stick it, in are the ground. F- it is in the ground. Outside, this was your idea. My idea, huh? And that's yeah, like a legitimate scream reaction. Out was yeah. actually yeah, very legitimate. Boyd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scream. You yeah. guys know this. You watch the appendices too. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've watched. <laughs> yeah, we've. It's it's nice though. We've all seen it. We all know it's great. That's the other day you were bringing up that uh, you were saying something about how Sean oh. Astin like hurt his foot or well, something. Well, no, I think it was uh, Dominic Monaghan when they're running to. Buckle Betty Fetty. Follow me. me. Yeah, he you got gets a, a huge splitter. Yeah. And yeah. then 
Uh, I also, one of my favorite parts from the appendices was how they had this, um, Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd had this running joke with about the, Elijah. Like, yeah. Well that, and then there was also that like behind the scenes, like camera, they'd come up and like just film stuff and they'd be like talking, eating just, you know, on set or just not while the camera's filming, but then a camera would come up and then they just get kind of quiet and like, look at the camera and just get super awkward Mm -hmm. around it. I always thought that was really funny. Totally. Totally. Very funny. Um, so, I mean, we gotta, I mean, we could probably skip through some of this, right? Any, anything you guys want to know, mention for the next couple scenes here, you have Gandalf and Bilbo with their exchange. And I always like how like Bilbo Baggins do not take me for a conjurer of cheap tricks. I'm not trying to rob you. Trying to help you. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to help you, man. <laughs> he yeah. says it like kind of surferish. It's funny. He does. And then <laughs> actually, right after he says that, I've always thought that Bilbo kind of goes, Bilbo. He kind of like, like. Oh, no. It's, yeah, it's, it's scary. He's like, oh, gosh. No, he looks he like did, a frightened child. Well, he gets exactly. But I'm saying he kind of mumbles. I've always thought it sounds like he mumbles Bilbo. And it's like, why would he? whisper Bilbo to himself but then last night I was kind of thinking maybe it's like he's seeing that Gollum side of himself and he's like starting to get that split personality and he's like calling back to himself like trying to reach Bilbo mm-hmm. because he yeah. was just Smeagol quote mm-hmm. unquote. no 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 it's right here in my pocket how strange. Bum, 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 I love when he drops the ring, because it, it, that's a funny whole little bit, and it shows you how powerful that ring is, because it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, here's the ring, <laughs> and then he's like, Bilbo, come on, <laughs> you're the ring, little guy, he's like, okay, and then he drops it, and I love how it just doesn't, like, jiggle at all, it's, it's just magnetic. freaking, boom. Yeah. yeah, it just slams in the ground. It's great. I, I love, love that. that. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. And yeah. then, yeah. There and then it starts going. And then we really start getting moving. You know, it's like Frodo. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. Keep safe. Yeah, does it keep safe? <laughs> <laughs> it's all. It's all good. It's all great. Does it all keep safe? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes. You get introduced to uh, the White City. Um, oh, Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith. Minas Tirith. And, and you know, another thing I was thinking about last night, how long would it take Gandalf to ride from the Shire to Minas Tirith back and to back. the Shire and not run into the ring race on the way? Yeah, they're coming. They're coming from Carathungal. Like they would have. Well, OK, so here's something also, though, is that the guy in Bree says, I haven't seen him in six months. So I think that like, because in Gandalf? the books, there is a very large time Gandalf. lapse. Sure. There's like, it's years before Gandalf comes oh, back. Oh, yeah. Great, beautiful. Big, great, big. Pointy hat. Yeah. Pointy hat. seen him in six months. I've seen him for six months. Frodo's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, really? Because he's always going to be here. <laughs> great, because I have no idea what I'm supposed to do now. So. You uh, sure? Can you check point. again? I think that there is a very large nope, no time No reservation lapse. here. Yeah, you're just at the car rental place and they're like, nope, (laughs) nothing here. You're like, can you check again, (laughs) please? We made the reservation, so please help. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think there's a big time lapse there. But, um, you know, Frodo has to go on his journey and they enlist Sam's help. I always I mean, I'll talk about Sam, but um, it's great. 
don't turn me unnatural. into anything unnatural. Uh, but then they start on the road, and I always <laughs> like, I always really enjoyed the introduction of Mary and Pippin in that way. You know, it's like, don't yeah. you lose him, Samwise Gamgee. He's like, Sam, we're in the Shire. What could possibly happen? And then those dun, two just immediately dun, run into them. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's it's great. And there's like a nice little musical. You've been there. in the Farmer Maggot's crop. Farmer Maggot. It's like, what better name <laughs> to just make somebody like an antagonizing Sound character? Sound terrible. It's yeah. Farmer Maggot. Farmer Maggot. I'm going to get some crops from old Maggot. You're like, ew. <laughs> it's no. such a funny name. Um, but yeah, I mean, I lo- that all that's all great. And I think I've broken something. And then he picks the up carrot. the carrot. The it's carrot. Great. Shortcut to Mushrooms is the name of that. Mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think that mushrooms, like, and I think that those two are really essential. Because I remember in the books they were like fun characters and they were interesting, but I think the movie nailed it where they need to have some like comedic um, relief, and those two so. definitely create that a lot. And a lot of that is Pippin, and Pippin has you know a pretty good character arc later on in the series. Mm-hmm. But in this first one, I mean, we'll bring it up later. He has the funniest line, in the in and none of it is trying. There's nothing it, over the top, and especially in Fellowship, there's nothing that's like just a gag because we need a gag in there. No, everybody right. all fits. It all fits so, so perfectly. Well. And there's one you that know? we'll talk about later that like could be that. But there's yeah, and there's more in Two Towers and Return of the King, like totally, for sure. totally, you know. I think, but I feel yeah. like in this one especially, it's just like you're just in this world, and anything fun- funny that happens, you're just, you just accept that it's just oh well, that's just what those people are like, these little hobbits, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I mean yeah, yeah this this movie, uh, man, Fellowship. I, I mean, I'll just say that this is my favorite, but of that's the three. I mean, it's it's oh, the best. Definitely, it's incredible. Yeah. Is this your favorite, I, Zach? Hold on to that thought. Um, just watching it again last night, I just definitely rediscovered how much I love this series. But I've always been super partial to Two Towers, and I'm not entirely sure why. I think that a lot of people, because we're going to have Katie on tomorrow talking Two Towers, and that's her favorite. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have that view. And we're going to talk about the Battle of Helm's Deep and that plays. Well, into yeah, when you think about the cool stuff from the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy, you immediately go to Helm's Deep. Right. I, so really, like, I, I really liked uh, the the Aemir and Theoden and um, all the people from Rohan. Rohan. Yeah. The Rohanese. <laughs> <laughs> Rohanians. <laughs> no, but I just like that. If you, um, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just really liked that aspect. Not Eowyn. But uh, didn't yeah. like her. <laughs> she's probably my least favorite nope. character. Yeah, she's okay. Who? Aowen's Aowen. probably my least yeah. favorite character of the whole I, series. I, I, I'm fine with her. I like she was, her. She was good as the mom in um, War of the Worlds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're... Okay, so we're about to get to Brie. Yeah, are well, we in, in Brie already? One of my favorite scenes of the entire... Of this movie is just oh, nice. how quickly things um it's one of them but it's just how quickly things change pace and mm-hmm. how like they're having this dorky little three stooges moment and or four stooges i guess in this case and sam kind of no looker and then pushes them all down and then they're all falling and then you have that get out of the road scene and it happens so sudden and so quick and you're introduced to this evil that you haven't seen yet it introduces you to kind of the entire tone of how evil things can get here and all of a sudden, this huge ring wraith you yeah. know, gets off of his horse, and things are coming out of the ground. And you see 
kind of just the potential of where this story could go. Yeah. Right. And I love that whole thing. You know, Frodo uh, kind of being tempted by the ring for the first time, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, what's happening here? I love so. that camera effect that they do when he's like, get out of the road. Quick. Yeah. And the they zooming. do that, like, they do the tracking in and then the zoom out or the zoom in and the tracking out, and they create that effect. I love that effect in movies. No, I agree. It's it's very good. And I, I do appreciate what you just said, Danny, is that it gets very dark mm-hmm. very quickly. Very quickly. And in the next scene, it shows um, them, like, running around, and then you see the ring wraith, like, up on the hill, right? Like, uh-huh. kind of, like, dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> and it, But it's just sitting there, and... Pippin, they're all running or whatever, and Pippin's like, "What is going on?" And Mary goes, "The thing was chasing someone or something or someone or someone." Frodo, and then Frodo? and then Frodo says, um, "We need to get debris or something like Where's, that." I think Mary says that, but yeah, Frodo says we need to get debris, and then Mary yeah. says, "Buckleberry fairy, follow Buckleberry. me, follow me." Yeah, but I actually have always really liked that scene because you know they. Mary and Pippin are these somewhat like whimsical characters, right? They uh-huh. are just kind of planted there for comic relief a lot of the time. But you do have these moments of just like their allegiance to each other and like, you know, coming to terms with the situation that they're in. And in that moment, Mary's just like, I know how to get us out of this. Follow me. I got it. Yeah. You know, okay, and it's, I think it's we're really with cool. these guys now. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's like Gandalf mm-hmm. says, you know, it's like hobbits are capable of incredible things. You know, they're really in. You a, can you can learn all of their ways. You can in learn all about them for like 100 years, years or something like that and still be surprised. Yeah. Five, yeah. five months or six you can months. Su- you can five. You can you can be a oh hobbit for gosh. six months. <laughs> 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 Um, but so then they get to they get to Brie and I think I think Brie is the moment where this movie's been fun Mm -hmm. it's a cool movie we all enjoy it when they get to Brie like stuff goes down and it just gets so good I mean and it's like 100% Strider but you know don't take away from the guy feeding his ferret the guy feeding his ferret I'm I'm kidding but also there's that Peter Jackson that was Pauly Shore no, it wasn't. Weasel. <laughs> the weasel. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that's um, Encino Man, isn't it? Yeah, it's Encino yeah. Man. He Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Great. Because he go. calls himself the weasel in Encino Man. That was like his big thing. I Meat watched group. like, watched like a, I think it was the interview on Joe Rogan and Pauly Shore was just saying like, yeah, well, I had the weasel bit and that was the biggest, you know biggest life-changing thing i've had <laughs> you know it's like i don't mean to poke fun at i'm World not you know, but no. uh yeah, i probably sure it was funny the weasel back in the bit day. Was... i love son-in-law um no it's actually just real quick casino man that's a bit that i do in class all the time like when i tell kids to like discuss something and the sound goes up and it's like difficult to corral them back i always do the shush hush <sighs> please and do the <laughs> finger up in the air like that. No kids ever get it. Nobody no. knows what that's from. No, no. So it's my. It just is my thing now. But right. it, I still. Well, he kind of vanished. Way. I think he's in the army now. <laughs> ah, very nice. Ooh, yeah. I think the mic Keep might going. have peaked on that. Sorry, I didn't back away. Um, but so yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> hush, please. We get to Bree, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. It's my job to make sure there's. 
That poor guy's like, yeah, okay, just let us through. That poor guy just gets smushed, man. Yeah. He probably gatekeeper. He freaking and he didn't die immediately. Like, I bet he (sighs) just had like so many bones broken and he probably just like suffocated in the mud door. Yeah, he probably drowned. Like, yeah, drowned in mud and just suffocated, no air, broken bones, miserable. And that's I I, We'll bring it up in a second. Um, so yes, you pointed out that Peter Jackson is the dude that eats the carrot, and I love yeah, that. That's his one cameo yeah. in the movie. In that movie. And it's like how he does how, it in every movie, though. Yeah, he does. And how quickly does he set the tone for what Brie is like, and kind of like how gross men are? Yeah, right? grimy. It's like, and because you know Peter Jackson's not exactly in the best shape, like during these movies, right? So it's kind of like this portly guy with an unkempt Raggedy. beard eating Rump. a carrot or raw carrot. <laughs> it's just like... It's kind of surprising. <laughs> it's so... Why he's the best? Because he is a hobbit. When you watch the behind the scenes and yeah, stuff, they, it's like, this guy is just part shoeless. of Middle Earth. Right, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's a great introduction. Um, I the, the guy that runs the inn... The innkeeper is one of my favorite characters in all three movies. For yeah. some reason, that guy. Great mutton chops, right? Yeah, he's good. And he just, the way he's so polite. He's such a good innkeeper. I feel like I would love to go stay there. Gandalf? Mm-hmm. Gandalf, yes. But oh, when the freaking ring race come in and he's just sitting there crying, like hiding oh, under his desk. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, buddy, I feel so bad. But that's okay. So that's my question to you guys. Oh, wait, we got We got to talk about Strider's intro. Right? Sure. Well, that, I mean, he's been it comes giving in, you nothing but nasty looks all night. That fellow's done nothing but what is right? What his right name is? He's one of them rangers, you know. What is right? What is right name? Around these parts, he's called Strider. Strider. Oh, and then it just shows like, and it shows like just barely his eyes under the hood. Yeah, the rim. And then it shows like the fire in the. It's in, like an animated. In his pipe. It's like an animated movie entrance. It's almost like a cartoon esque entrance. You know, right. that's what you'd see in a cartoon. It's yeah, just like a little. Totally hood and like you know oh man so good it's so good dude like i freaking because he is so cool in that scene but then when and you know when the ring comes out he like perks up and it's just like oh man this Frodo is getting all back in twice when move on his mother's sake just like you idiot pippin <laughs> like, and just you? because we're there we have to say it, it comes in pints i know i'm comes getting one i'm getting one yeah we said that a lot it. that's a that's a big line for us yeah um <laughs> but so at that point, though, they, you know, there is no life in the void. I love that. Right. Yeah. They're neither living nor dead. They will never stop hunting. No, no. It, when Frodo has the ring on and Sauron is speaking to him and he's getting closer to the eye to the tower. And Sauron is yeah speaking. He says there is no life in the void. I've never only caught that sheer, before. Yeah, I've never heard that. I either. think it's only sheer death. He's only he knows it because he watches stuff with subtitles on. I do. You watch stuff with subtitles on? Almost exclusively. Really? Mm-hmm. So every movie you watch, you do subtitles? Try to. Why? Because you catch weight. Because I'm telling you guys about lines that you had no idea existed. Yeah. You catch so much more. Huh. Talk with Spencer. He'll agree with me. Spencer Hansen, shout out. Good well, guy. Yeah. Just so there's a, a you know opposing you know voice. I find podcast, it distracting. I disagree. Yeah. I 100% no, I disagree. Know. I know people. You're wrong. I think that there's merit in it. I've always found it a little bit distracting, but at the same time, I don't know. It's whatever. Sure. There's um, a lot of good picture that shows up on that bottom part of the screen that you're <laughs> missing. Right. Not if it's in the, the black 
widescreen. Yeah. Widescreen, yeah. baby. Yeah. Gosh, a lot of good points. He's got a lot of good points here. (laughs) (laughs) Takes the lead. (laughs) (laughs) Sebulba. Anakin's in trouble. Sebulba takes the lead. (laughs) He's in there. All right. He's uh, in there. What is that? That's Starship Troopers. No, it's oh, it is Starship Troopers. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, here's so when the ring wraiths come into town, I always have wondered: Does that seem like a scenario in which everybody in the town is just like freaked out and they're aware of it? Because it seems like the innkeeper is just hiding in under his desk, like as if he already knows what's going down. I feel like the gate getting knocked down was a pretty big alarm. Yeah. For the Did they sound a bell or something? No, like, but did, like the the sound of a your gate, your front huge gate falling down, and old Bill the gatekeeper getting smushed. I don't know though. I mean, they're in a loud tavern. That's true. I don't. I, I just. I well, um, it seems like it's kind of past hours though. It's in the middle it's, of the night. Yeah, you're it right. It does right. happen. Yeah, there's like a lot of time between when they knock the gate down and when they're getting to like the room, the wrong room. But right. it's like, why? How would they? Why would they be in the wrong room? Right, right. Sort of thing. Right. But Strider, baby. Strider, man, he's so he can, he can go unseen, but to vanish entirely. That is a rare gift. <laughs> oh, and he puts out some candles. <laughs> <laughs> he puts it out with he licks his finger and puts it out, and you're like, oh man, he knows what to do. You ever tried I that? I cannot be seen. It's like. <laughs> burnt the hell out of my hand no yeah this last <laughs> night i got home put on a sweater and my hood up and i went oh god <laughs> danny how does he just, do that well, i'll have you long shanks <laughs> danny just freaking bought a pipe and like bought some tobacco to smoke and just horribly hurt his lungs trying to, <laughs> trying to hospitalized for like three weeks <laughs> Trying to get into character and it goes so wrong. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, let's get so, into the end of the movie. It's yeah, uh, right. yeah, so, it's uh, after Boromir dies. Um, no, Whoa. David, how dare you? People, so, it's not like I'm no, spoiling something. Everybody's I know, seen the movie. just backtrack and keep we'll going. Get there. We'll Be get at there. peace. Son of Gondor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Calm down, dude. Put the the words down, buddy. They're stabbing the bed. Stabbing the bed, and then... Trashing the camp. Trashing the camp. camp, Scooby-doo, (laughs) scooby-doo. Oh, we're off the rails. I I thought... I guess the first time, that definitely scared me. First time I saw it, I was like... Well, in the way that they film it, they film Sean Astin's reaction like, like he's getting stabbed yeah. in the stomach. You're like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> good fake out. It's true. It's true. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and then they go into the wild. Yeah. I, then they go. I maintain that he says it when he hits the camera, but. He doesn't. I, you know, he doesn't. He didn't last night. We noticed. Okay. Watched it. All Which, right. you know, we were disappointed because that's like one of my favorite lines. So I'm like. Is that your favorite line then? That's what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> well, no. You want to go on record? That's your favorite line no, of the no, whole movie? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Carrie, wait. Um, Carrie, wait. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'm moving past that. Then we have the second breakfast. Second breakfast bit. All that stuff. That one, it. yes. Pippin. Second breakfast. Come on, Pippin. It's good. I like Pippin. the apple flying through the air. That's fun. But then, don't we have something interspersed there? 
Yeah, then we, we have to the old watchtower. Oh no, dude, we haven't even mentioned all of the Gandalf stuff. Oh, so sure. Gandalf has yeah. gone to um to Sauron. Isengard yeah. to meet yeah. Saruman. And Saruman, gosh, it's so. Con- yeah. I know Sauron. Saruman. I'm embarrassed that I got confused though because I've seen these movies a million times. No, oh, it's a you know sometimes you just easy misspeak. mistake. Yeah, um, but that's you know what I always here's a point, guys. Um, the magic that is demonstrated by Gandalf and Saruman is very lackluster. Like. When they demonstrate their abilities, like you don't really see what wizards are quite capable of throughout. Even these though movies. they won yeah. the MTV Movie Award Best Fight that year, Best Wizard Fight, Best Wizard Fight, Best Wizard Fight of all time. It's, I mean, it's good. It's like they're forcing. It's each definitely other down. not the best wizard fight of all time. I'd probably in two thousand one. It might have been. Yeah, I don't know. There was Harry Potter movies already out at that point that had better wizard fights. I don't know if they were. That. What, when did Harry Potter or Sorcerer's Stone come out? Probably around then. I thought I was in elementary, fifth grade. Me so too. It been a that's couple years that's before. I was in fifth grade when, Chamber of, of, came when out. Chamber of Secrets came out. I was in fifth grade. I distinctly remember going. Yeah. You, I, and I, you and I went to Sorcerer's Stone or Chamber of Secrets together. No, I went to, I went to Chamber of Secrets with Nash, and I went to Sorcerer's Stone with you. You and I went together. Just me and you. So maybe mom dropped this off at the theater. I was in seventh grade. I Okay, I remember this. I was in seventh grade when Chamber of Secrets came out, so you would have been fifth. Yep. Yep. Because I remember I was in art class talking with some kids that had already you were seen in, it. You were in fifth grade when Chamber of Secrets seventh. came out? Seventh. He was in fifth. Oh, so I was in eighth grade. Yeah. When Chamber of Secrets came out? Yep. This is not true. I'm pretty this sure. This is inaccurate. All right, look up Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> oh, David, David, out. I think you might have been a freshman when Chamber of Secrets came out. Zach, I think, I think you might have been in eighth grade. Yeah. And I, I think. I was, okay, I could have been in middle school. 2002. Okay, I was yeah. in middle school. I, I was, was a freshman. In class, yeah. Yeah, and I was in eighth grade when Sorcerer's Stone came out. Just so everybody knows, because everybody listening right now cares so much about what grade we were in. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, I was a grade schooler. <laughs> Nobody cares at all what we're talking about right now. But Oh, just, that's so interesting that the Diggs was in fifth grade when we saw <laughs> Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> News um, articles all over. <laughs> what were you even talking about? They're on their way to Rivendell. Uh, <laughs> no see. way we skipped ahead we were talking about Sauron and Saruman being Sauron Mon- oh we were talking Sauron about the wizard Gandalf <laughs> I always hated how like Saur- or, uh, Gandalf is like he sees the door close when he realizes that Saruman's been like communicating with Has Sauron a reason for madness. madness but he like turns around goes to this door turns around to go to this door like three well, maybe, this one it's like, maybe this one works it goes yeah. to every <laughs> single one is like you're stuck but like you're not you getting, blow it just do some wizard stuff turn around and face your foe yeah right and then so he puts him up on the top of a, uh, the tower and this is something that they do also in um in the veil in game of thrones when Tyrion gets put in that cell mm-hmm. man if somebody yeah if somebody restricted me to a place where i had to just sleep and lie with an edge that was certain death that's hell that would for be me horrible absolute hell I would yeah. hate it. Absolute hell. That's so yeah. scary to me. Because I like if I stand next to a cliff, I feel the impulse to jump off. And it's just one of those intrusive thoughts that you have. I don't what? feel the impulse to jump <laughs> off. I feel but I feel like I'm going to fall off. Yeah. Like we I were on the Space Needle too. last weekend and I 
You get that I, sick feeling in your stomach, and you get. I buried my legs, my fear kinda. quite a bit, and like even like two years ago, like I was I was a lot better at this, and I went like skydiving and stuff. But in the past couple of years, uh, I've gotten really scared of heights. Really, really, it's weird. It's right. a weird, very right. I agree. No, it's not not good. Catch once again, everybody off. everybody cares so much. About your yeah, fears. Again, everybody loves this stuff. This yeah. is the most interesting podcast we've ever done. Anecdotal. <laughs> Actually, here's another one. Um, with the whispering of the moth, um, a oh, good yeah. friend of mine, Logan Eaton, he, uh, one time, this was, you know, right when it came out, Logan grabbed a moth. He caught Incredible. it in his hands and he whispered to it That's so and funny. then set it free. <laughs> That's really And funny. it was one of the funniest things that I have ever, because we were just like a group of us hanging out and he was like, hold on, hold on. And it was a giant moth. Like it was a big one flying around <laughs> this lamp. <and> each. <laughs> it that would have been very funny. It destroyed us. It absolutely destroyed funny. us. So then they get to Weathertop and this is where the movie like seriously picks up for me. I feel like Aragorn in this moment is like top notch. I mean, well, it's one of the best. And it's impressive because wasn't that his like first day of filming? Or something? Yes. Yeah, that's true. So because that's, he was he was brought in late. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sure that you that that was a big thing that I wanted to talk about. And I was kind of holding on to that for a bit just because I didn't know when, because I have a different favorite character in this movie. But if I were to pick a favorite actor and like a, a favorite performance, probably for the overall three. It's freaking Viggo Mortensen because when it came down to the role of Aragon, and I just found this out when I watched those, but you know, there was already, there was a guy cast already and he was a younger cast and Peter Jackson goes, no, this guy's not going to work. So he calls Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen doesn't know what he's going to do. And he's like, I don't know if I should do it. And then he asked his son and his son had been a reader of Lord of the Rings and was like, dad, you got to do it. So he was like, okay, sure, and showed up way later than everybody and is expected to be this crazy swordsman. And it seems like, and it, and, you know, Peter Jackson has said, but it's like he took this role more serious than anybody. He had his sword on him all the time. He was devoted to all the sword work. And it's just incredible to me, man. Like when you watch him, when I watch him now, I'm just like, gosh, you are so cool. Viggo Mortensen, like he just he embodies that role and the sword work in this scene. It's just like, gosh, he just is Aragon. I can't see him. It's like a kind of ruined his career a little bit, but got um, for sure. it's like yeah, a Mark Hamill yeah. situation because it's seems like very much a method actor. Like yeah. he yeah. would be the type of guy that would walk around with a sword and right. he like bought his horse. He bought Brago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that he was like, you know, really into like the horse, you know, as like the first one, I feel like he was with the sword. And then the second one, he was getting a really good relationship with the horse, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, he's he's great, man. And that scene always is just kind of crazy to me. Like this, the the idea of these, I think it's five ring wraiths kind of track them down and then they stab uh, Frodo and Frodo does that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that sounds just like horrible yell, and you're like, oh. Well, sick. so I love the. Oh, that's nice. Ash and my tomatoes. Oh right. So <gasps> that's nice. You do, do you do a better Pippin for sure. But then they get up there. I love that scene when he's in the void and like the ring wraith is like reaching for the ring and Frodo like pulls it back and then he stabs him. But he Frodo gets like the glimpse into the 
the, the kings that were right right yeah that they actually were men previously i do love that moment where like the ring wraith is like reaching for the ring and then frodo recoils and the ring wraith is just like freaking dang it well <laughs> just yeah i'll stabs just poke him. you yeah <laughs> it's just it's funny okay, to me. Okay, well, here comes my sword. Right. Little guy. <laughs> but, like, I love how, like, uh, the hobbits are pretty much screwed at this moment, right? And then Aragorn, like, comes in and absolutely wastes them. Like, one dude against five ringwraiths, and he absolutely just drives them away. It's so good. It's so good. That scene is incredible. Sword and, like, and torch. Yeah. That's all it took. And also, should be noted, Howard Shore... Um, the score for all of these movies is fantastic, but this, the ring ray theme, the, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just so good. It's very good. And yeah, he Howard nails kills it. it. Yeah. He nails it right here. So the score is great. The action is awesome. Viggo Mortensen is just incredible in this moment. And this is one of the best scenes in the film. I think it's true. It is. It's yeah, truly definitely. Great. I always yeah. get confused though. Why that one ring wraith is like wandering around by himself and then he just gets like struck in the, <laughs> it's like, who are you looking for? You're fighting one guy. Where'd they go? <laughs> Where'd they- <laughs> This stupid hood. <laughs> stupid. Can't see I, anything. I have no peripheral vision in this. <laughs> anything in this. Why do we have to wear these? Why yes. do we get these tattoos? <laughs> I want to know what. They never actually have them pull the hood off, do they? Yeah, I want to see what's under it. Yeah. Show us your face. <laughs> Show us that face. Isn't Let's there something in Mortal Kombat that's like that? Yeah, when you rip off like Scorpion's mask, it's just like a. It's a skull skeleton with yeah. Like, it's when like slimy. That's probably what it looks like. Johnny of. Cage has that like random fight scene in the middle where it's just like get over here. Yeah, and, Scorpion. That's a crazy one too. And then he like uses a like saw blade to freaking like cut its head in half. Yeah, what a wild moment in that movie. We should talk. They, about they don't hold up. Sometime. They don't hold up though. <laughs> the, the the effects in those movies. No, they're pretty bad anymore. Yeah, it stinks because I always did like the Sonya Blade versus the Australian guy. The hello, baby. Hello, baby. Yeah, that guy. Come on, baby. Give me a break. And then she okay snaps his neck. It's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I remember it. I'm sorry. It was a good movie. Uh, okay, so Weathertop's awesome, and we're moving on. Arwen helps Frodo What's escape this? Big Whoop. <laughs> Ranger caught, caught off his guard. She does have a great intro. Like she, that's good. Yeah, I oh, love that. Oh, I got those mixed up earlier. You were talking about Eowyn, and I got Arwen and Eowyn. Mixed okay, up. so you don't like Eowyn either. I don't like Perfect. Eowyn at all. Okay, she's but my I least love, favorite character. I love Arwen. Arwen's okay. There are parts I'll talk that about I'm not that tomorrow, on, but. She's better than Eowyn for sure. You don't like Eowyn and is your least favorite character? Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Not the King of the Dead? He's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of an example of a character that I don't like that much. That is so dumb. <laughs> um, the least favorite character is the King of the Dead. <laughs> that is so. <laughs> the King of the Dead is the brain bug of he the Lord of the Rings bug. trilogy. Yeah, for he's me. brain bug. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. Um, well, well uh, no, because Zach's not going to get to his ex- express his thoughts on Aowen. So, um, anything else you'd like to say? Zach? Just, I, I just, just hates her. I just don't like her because, and I know that what they were going for. It's like this, like 
female empowerment. And, you know, I'm all for that. That's great. But she's just like so obvious about it. And I think it's the actress. I think if it would have been a different, I think actress, it's a bad cast. She's I pulling a, a Paul cast. Bettany. Is yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. She's pulling a she Paul Bettany over giving 110%. And I don't want that. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. I think I think if they would have done a different actress or if she would have pulled back on the reins a little bit, I would have been just fine with it. But she's so overbearing. With also, her performance. like because there's, you know, annoying. It, it doesn't really go to her benefit as well, because you have Liv Tyler and Kate Blanchett. And those two are just, I think, incredible <laughs> and in these squirt. films. <laughs> and then who? Who? I was just <clears throat> in Little Squirt. Just, uh, just not a good joke. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, um, just the turd, the turd of the trio. <laughs> oh, she's the turd. Okay, I was yeah. like, I was trying to think. I was like, I don't even think I can think of another female character. That yeah, no, that was are just they the, the only three characters that are female in this entire thing? main ones i i mean yeah there's a lot of extras but yeah, yeah. they're pretty much the main there's that pretty hobbit you were talking about Rosie, yeah demi the Moore. hot hobbit david loves <laughs> the hot hob <laughs> love that hot hob um <laughs> but, so uh, yeah but yeah she he frodo's dying and, and she, she comes King's saves Fold, that's the day. a day yeah she comes Spoiler saves the day and then oh man samwise gamgee one of my favorite lines what are you doing? Those rice are still out there. Like the, his delivery of that line. Yeah. Oh, way to go, Sean. Sean Astin for the win in these movies, yeah. man. I'm going to talk. He, I'm going to talk yeah. more about Sean later on. But um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, but I do think something that I thought of during this last rewatch is that I have looked over that chase where Arwen is running from the ring wraiths mm-hmm. quite a bit because that is really entertaining that scene is so really well good. done so really well good done. man and you know the way that they they contrast the stunt double and arwen and it's like it's very seamless it's very and they just seamless. drove like a truck and had her on like a i know i was just gonna say that like yeah like pulling you, branches you and stuff don't notice you really don't no, notice don't. that they do, they do a great job it's yeah it's a fantastic scene and then the if you want him come and claim him is it's a great moment mm-hmm. it's really cool very fun. Uh, you know, that that's also she elf. Yeah, I love the way he says she elf. It's great. Some of the stuff in this movie too is so nerdy mm-hmm. and you just don't like think about it and then you kind of like think about what the character just said and you're like, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys know that Arwen uh a good friend of the podcast Jack Ebensteiner, he's going to be on our Return of the King episode. He was telling me last night that the river that she does that at, she can't use her magic unless it's like in past like a certain border and like that's the only river that she can that's probably that i kind of was thinking about la- last night like she probably crossed the border into rivendell where yeah. she has her powers she can't do that just everywhere right. she can only do that like, that's what so, i was also wondering which is interesting actually. yeah i was really curious i was like that seems like a pretty freaking powerful thing to be able to do but you that's know, the stuff we want to see gandalf do you know oh, i know exactly gandalf doesn't break some mountains he doesn't do that much you know, no. he really doesn't show how powerful he is very often. But I mean, whatever, you know, not as often as he could. But when he does like against the Balrog, Demigorgon, the Demigorg, <laughs> Balrog, the mouth, sure. yeah. <laughs> the mouth breather, the mouth breather, cake eater. Right. Um, yeah, it's great. And then uh, 
Oh man, when so he wakes up in Rivendell and Elrond's there and uh he sees Sam on the 14th of October. Day after yesterday. Yeah. Whatever. Is it the 14th of October? Don't no, care. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, don't care. Uh, but uh man, when Sam bless you, you're awake and he shows up I know. and dude uh Elijah Wood lets out this laugh after the fact that I rewound it like three times last night. <laughs> <he> goes, <laughs> like, like giggles. Dude, if anybody watches this movie again, right after Sean Astin says whatever he says to Frodo, he's like, we've been quite, we've been really worried, haven't we, Mr. Gandalf? Mr. Gandalf whatever. He, Elijah Wood goes, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny funny. i know that's always been like kind of the joke subtext is that frodo and sam are that they have like a like a intimate relationship past friendship right they do being naked in the dark eating strawberries right type of thing right yeah i mean hey they're they're yeah but they're so great it's great yeah yeah i love it and hey good on them if they did you know i don't um, just, yeah. apparently, not talk about that please and i mean i guess uh you guys probably know this too but i guess in the book uh sam grabs frodo's hand and initially in that scene uh sean astin didn't do that but either christopher lee or ian mckellen said you should grab his hand because that's in the book just as oh, wow. a minor thing to like enforce homage. the book yep well yep very nice yeah um rivendell stuff's cool i really like the design of rivendell it's beautiful. incredibly beautiful da, na, 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 i love na, the theme na. of rivendell it's so too. good yeah so good um but you know they all meet up and stuff and Carry you get billy boyd making him. that funny face it's all cute uh but i think the biggest part of the rivendell uh scene is when it introduces all of the new characters mm-hmm. right it shows boromir right in and I mean, Sean Bean's Woo! the best. Legolas so jumping off his horse. Gimli yeah. walking up kind of stoically, right? Yeah. It's amazing. It's, yeah, it's great character introductions. So great. And, you know, you get a, get a sense that these guys are going to play a larger role in the, in the movie in the next few minutes, you know? So, and, yeah. and even, uh, well, just continuing on, uh, like the scene when uh, Aragorn is at his mother's um, it wouldn't be headstone i guess her statue her little mini statue and he's picking the moss off of it i love the music and that and just how detailed that that piece of set was that set Mm -hmm. was and Mm -hmm. just that scene like in her heart her mother knew you'd always you'd be hunted all your life just just the the transfer between um aragorn and uh Elrond. Elrond, thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Um do we just move on to the council then? Is that, that pretty much where we're yeah, at? Yeah, there's a little Boromir Aragon thing where it's nothing just like, but you know, I think that's super Boromir. important too. Right. Um, nothing but a broken heirloom. Right. Or whatever he says. Nothing but a broken broken soul. He drops it on the ground. Yeah. Actually, I mean, this has to be said. Um uh, Sean Bean at the beginning of his career, he had a role called the Sharp series, in which he played uh lieutenant sharp or something like that oh and yeah, yeah he was a british officer in the british navy in like the 19th century and he would get into all these adventures and stuff but his tagline would you know still sharp he'd say the blade is still sharp he'd say that all the time and so he does it in tons of movies oh, he says it in, freaking, in goldeneye he says still sharp um and in this he 
runs his finger across and goes still sharp. It's just one of those funny random things. Game of Thrones? Uh, good question. I think, I think he, he might. He probably has plenty of opportunity to do so. Right. I, he might do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to look but that yeah. up, actually. That's interesting. I love but that you, anyway. you really see the contrast between, you know, Boromir being the son of the steward of Gondor and, like, that the tempers flaring because, you know, it's like Aragon is the... Well, and he doesn't know it at that air. point when he yeah. nicks his then finger. He, he finds out at the uh, at the council meeting, Have and then it's just from Legolas. there. It's just Hathostana. <laughs> Sit down, Legolas. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the thing. He's like, just back up. Okay, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut shut your mouth. Yeah, but I think that no. Okay, I'm going to touch on that just a second longer. Um, I do think that the relationship between Boromir and Aragorn is the biggest part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like this idea is. that it there is. is the throne of Gondord, ugh, Gondord, the throne of Gondord <laughs> that has been like Gondork. controlled by the stewards. Right. And they've been caretakers of the throne for a very long time. And there is the true heir of a sealed door himself. And the relationship between these two guys is pivotal in this movie. And we're going to get into it later, but yeah. I love both of these actors and how big the relationship between them is in the last like the latter hour and a half of this movie. Yeah. So well, that last line he says to him and we'll get to that. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, yeah, the council is, I think the council is cool. You know, one of you must do this. I always, I always love the scene uh, when Boromir is talking about how it's a gift and there's that, the music that plays when he's talking about do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's a more like shrill version of that theme. Yeah. I just yeah. love that because he goes into uh, I can't remember exactly what he's talking about. But yeah, just he's talking about how it would be a boon. For Long him. have my people protected well, your borders. Well, and it's it's it might just be an extended version aspect of it. I can't remember or not, but it's like he goes into it again. Oh, yeah. OK. No, yeah, he, he has a second thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that was, as well then. Yeah, there's a lot more of that in the extended of him talking, at least Boromir talking. Yeah. But yeah, he's basically the, getting the one yeah. does not simply walk into Mordor. That's yeah. yeah. There is evil there that does not sleep. I mean, that's that meme. Baby. Not with a thousand men could this be done. It is folly. It is folly. It's so good. Yeah. This Love is Aragorn, son of Arathorn. You owe him your allegiance. Sit down, Legolas, all right? I don't need you standing up causing problems with the me. Okay. By an elf. That's Gimli. okay. So this is the other thing that I want to talk about because we're going to get into Two Towers tomorrow and Gimli is very much the comic relief in that movie. Yeah. Gimli is and such... his relationship with an elf, too. Right, yeah. But Gimli is such a pain in this movie. Like, yeah. he is so annoying. At times, like there seriously is very little, very few redeeming qualities for Gimli in Fellowship of the Ring. And it's really interesting to me because he immediately starts a conflict with all of the elves at the Mm -hmm. council and the elves don't really antagonize him back at all. Uh You know, and he, you know, was going on and on about the Mines of Moria and the other. Yeah, the Mines of Moria thing is just like, just cool it, buddy. Yeah. Okay. And then there's we know your cousin. Right. And then there's a scene where he's like. You know, there's the the um, the birds flying over, and they're like, it could be spies or something like Caravan from Dudland, or whatever. And he's like, wisp of cloud, wisp of cloud. Like, well, they all are kind of in. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but they're all kind of in denial, except for like Legolas, and then they all start to, Legolas 
sees it and then Gandalf gets a little concerned about it. And then like Boromir's like against the wind. And then they're all like, and then they realize. But anyway, we're back. I think we should on the council. Yeah. Let's stick with that for a second because we'll get to that. So they're at the council. And, and then they start that. I mean, it's the, conflict the, the never, never them. trust an elf. Right. I and mean, it starts, everybody starts arguing. Yep. And I think that it's good when it focuses on the ring and it just kind of shows the background of various characters mm-hmm. arguing. You can't actually explicitly hear anything as being said. It's just Doing kind of saying that the, the, the ring is starting conflict within these characters. Right. right. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting, but then uh, Frodo stands up. I will take it. I will take the ring to. I will take the ring to Mordor. Mordor. Though I do not know the way. And then there's the you know you will have my bow. You have my you have my sword. And what is he? What is he? What does uh, Boromir say? He's you like carry the fate. Carry the fate of the one. Of his all little one. Is this, if this is indeed the fate or the the will of the, the, will of the council, Gondor will see it done. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh my gosh, Gondor! It's so cool. Boromir is the best. <clears throat> Freaking love him. I do too. Yeah. So, oh, oh, and then this is the best. So they decide they're the Fellowship of the Ring. You have the name of the movie said, and they're all posing, and it's this like jolly little scene. And then Mary and Pippin run well, up. Sam's like, "Hi, <laughs> you're not going anywhere without me." Whatever. But Indeed. they have like that great moment, and then he, and then it, Pippin just goes, "Great, where are we going?" <laughs> oh, I love and that. You'll yeah. need someone of this intelligence for this sort of mission quest thing. Thing. That rules you out, Pip. That and that scene. So that line right there. That seems a little cheese ball to me. That moment, you know, that rules you out, Pip. That was a little bit cheese ball. But then they do that moment, and the great. Where are we going? And that joke is so funny that it completely just like makes all of that work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is so. Uh, I love that joke. It's great. Best in the movie. So that's end of disc one on extended. <laughs> end of disc one. Yeah. Right. So then they go, and you have the great moment of that hero shot as they're walking over, and just you see a close up of every single character. Yeah, of all of them going. Rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good. So they're riding horses. They basically should we skip to the third film, or um, should we just get to return, or should we just get to Mordor? Or, uh, so after that, what do they they go to the snowy mountains, and Gimli's like, we got to go to the Moria. Yeah, so Gimli is like really harping on this Minds of Moria thing. And this is one question that I had. Why does Gandalf just not like say that he knows that there's something horrible that's happened down there? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, we'll leave it up to the ring bearer. Yeah, and he's like, we'll go to the Minds of Moria. And then they were going to go to the Gap of Rohan, but it's going to take him too close to Isengard. So I don't know. It just it just seems like if they all would have had a conversation about what they know the reality of the situation is, then skipped a lot of Falder all. Yeah, they really could have. Yeah. So I don't know. But whatever they get there. And also you have Legolas walking on top of the snow. I Yeah, I was going to say that. that. I love that. that that. He's light enough that he's the only one that can be on top of the snow. Yeah. And that's a great little note that they made. So, um, yeah, but then they get to the Mines of Moria. I always thought that the uh, the sea monster thing was pretty cute. Pretty fun. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things cute. like you hardly like, I don't know. It's just like you forget that that's even th- in this movie because it's such a weird moment to just it have is. this freaking yeah. giant like kraken come sea out of this lake and just like, a, yeah, I don't know. It's it cracks me up. But I mean, whatever. Uh, Who? So. 
you guys were talking about favorite lines and in my head, you know, I could probably think of a more serious line, but probably one of my favorite lines and one that actually made me chuckle last night when I was watching it was um, Gandalf's trying to open the door. Well, first, so there's a couple that happen. It's like uh, the the doors are open to even the creators and then it kind of cuts to Legolas and he goes, why doesn't that surprise me? And he kind of scoffs and says, why doesn't that surprise me? I really like that line that he has like this cynical side and he's not as like royal as mm-hmm. the rest of them. But then mm-hmm. um, Gandalf's they get to the door and Gandalf's trying everything and it cuts to Pippin and he goes, nothing's happening. I love yeah. I love that he makes that comment. He's just like so impatient. Right. So I love that's probably one of my like. I just really like that line. I right. just really like that aside. Just little. Yeah, it's a cute little thing. Yeah. yeah. They go so they go into Moria and whatever, but like there's that giant battle in Moria. Where it's like they cannot get out. They are coming. Was that was they are coming written in the book that Gandalf is reading out of? Yeah. Is that what you took, he, away, took he away? like from that? finishes no, it. Yeah. Okay. Because I always just, that's what I always assumed, but when I was watching it the other night, I kind of was like, is Gandalf saying that to them? Like, they're coming. Or maybe it's no, just No, he says point. they are coming, and then Mary Pippin. does the... Or yeah, Pippin yeah. does the I'm a, accident. I mean, I'm aware of that. I just, uh, for a second, I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's... I wonder if Gandalf was just saying that, maybe. No. You know, like, we need to be on, yeah. we need to be on alert here. I think it, he wrote it, whoever the scribe was, wrote it as he was dying. Because it, like, if <laughs> yeah. you look, if you look at the page, you can kind of see, like, a line go down, like, he got dragged off or something as he finished that Which word. is, like, so... You know, they they threw that in there like this, as if this dude's just like frantically writing, and then or comes and grabs him and just. I kind of, I kind of think that he would. That's his job. He's a scribe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's true. That's Court true. Scribe. Yeah. yeah. You would think though a dwarf would be fighting, but I guess he could be like an old dwarf, incapable. That's right. Maybe anyway. he just writes his. Uh, ouch! <laughs> ow! Ow! <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, that battle sequence is they have a pretty goal. great. Yeah. I love the line. I love, um, yeah, Sean Bean's great. I love how when all of the orcs run into the room, every shot that Legolas shoots goes directly between the eyes. Yeah. That's a cool little note mm-hmm. that they, most of them. Yeah, it's one in the neck, but yeah, I know he hits. No, that's Aragorn. Forehead. I think Legolas hits one in the neck. No. Are we going to split hairs here? We, okay. We don't Am I wrong? Split eyes. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. Hey, anyway, spot on marksmanship for Great. both of them. And the cave Legolas troll gets the award. The cave troll doesn't hold up as well as I remembered. I'll little, be honest. Definitely a the little CGI? more CGI yeah. for the cave troll yeah. than... It's a little more. You know, it's funny, though, but because for for Zach, maybe watching these things on DVD, he actually might not notice as much as I did. But maybe I I I do. That's a good point. It's probably because the Blu-ray makes it so clear because everything's so crystal clear that you're like, that's not real. Yeah. You know what I mean? But watching on DVD, it's definitely less noticeable, I imagine, than it would be on Blu-ray. All the faces are just pretty much blurred out. You can't see. Who's yeah. speaking on yeah. DVD, right? Right. Or just, right. yeah. Well, just and completely. it's like, I, I tried noticing too, there's like scenes when you see and you know that it's like CGI characters, like when they're running across the, 
bridge of Kaza Doom and Oh yeah yeah yeah. You can you know that those are CGI characters, but because it's not Blu-ray, it's not as noticeable, like you said. But I imagine like this shadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's CGI. a big I think the lighting and the shadowing is the biggest thing where it just doesn't really like it doesn't look natural in the world. You know what I mean? Unnatural. But he did a really good job with that because a lot of it's like little miniatures. Miniatures and Oh man, set when they first that... get into Moria when they do like the they back out from where they start. That's yeah. all a miniature. And that scene when the 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 ravens report to Sar- Saruman. Yeah, and they go down through the yeah, miniature at Isengard. So yeah. You know so what else incredibly. is actually a miniature that I noticed on this last watch? I think when all the snow falls down on that peak, I think that that was a miniature as well. Because the snow looks really weird. And it looks giant. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) it does. It looks like big snow. So it's just like those clumps are not. That's not (laughs) the size of a mountain. (laughs) Clearly foam plaster stuff. Well, Well, they said in the snow zoomed in 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 the extended stuff or in the appendices that like whatever they made that snow out of was really irritating to all the actors. Oh, and there's so much of it, dude. And they're just they have to breathe it in and just work in that. Gosh, they they better be paying these guys a lot of money. I'm sure they're set for life. (laughs) You know, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. But Orlando Bloom might have been struggling a little bit. Yeah, but then he had pirates, so. 1500 he's like <laughs> he made $1, really $1, only <laughs> oh, how it's much do you paycheck. think orlando bloom made he probably made like a couple hundred grand per movie Five hundred thousand. i have no idea i don't know i doubt he made I, a million yeah yeah probably, probably didn't take into account inflation too but Right. His money's really bloomed. I, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, they get out. But then there's also the scene. Um, I guess they already went through that. But you see, like, the grandiose scope of what the, the dwarves have done mm-hmm. in Moria. I think it's a quite beautiful scene. Yeah. And the, the theme. Frodo almost dies again. And, well, like, <laughs> like always. Yeah. yeah. He's well, just so not. He's just a risk. Hazard. That's the. Okay. Thank this the is the point that I'm going to make earlier, though, or later on, is that, like, I think that that's the beauty of Frodo, though, is that like he is not equipped to do any of this. No, but he still persists even less yep. so than any of the other hobbits. Right. You're right. He still persists. And that's like and that's something that like I feel like a lot of people say. And I like I know that you're just like joking around, but like a lot of people will say like it's so annoying, like watching like Frodo and Sam do their thing. Like it's just like who cares? And it's like that's the point of the movie, though, is that you have these two guys that are completely out of their element and don't belong in this scenario. Yet they are like willing to die to do what's required of them. And it's like, it's so amazing. Like the brave, I think it's more brave in that moment, right? To do something knowing that you're probably not, you're probably going to die because you can't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I love like, I love Frodo and I love Sam obviously, but like, I I do enjoy that aspect of it. You know, it's like, yeah, Frodo's not ready to take on a cave troll. (laughs) Like, yeah, not what he was equipped to do. You know, I feel like even with the mithril, though, that would have broken like all of his ribs. Oh, yeah, man. He would have been really freaking hurt. But I think that that's like maybe just the magical element of mithril that it's like it protects you from the sheer force of what's hitting you, too. Or I have no idea. Well, (laughs) I'm sorry. Another thing I know we kind of talked about. I 
Gandalf's like, we let us hope that our steps go unnoticed. And then like not two minutes later, he stops the group and he's like, check this out. And he shines his light over and just creates this huge light in this cave to show them Mithril. It's like, you're right. trying to be sneaky, buddy. You're not <laughs> you're not doing a fantastic job here. Scumbag yeah. Gandalf. Yeah. Um, but so then they run from the, the goblins that end up showing up. And uh, that's when the Balrog comes up. And well, I let, really, me, let me ask you something. Sure. When all the goblins surround them, do you think they all would have died? Had the Balrog not come? Yeah. Do you think everybody would have died right there? Yep. Yeah. Unless I Gandalf did some spectacular crazy thing. thing, which I wish. That's and I mean that's I the question that. is that would Gandalf have had an ace in the hole? You know, <laughs> would he have had some giant blast that would have gotten him out of that scenario? I don't know. That that seemed like a pretty pretty rough thing. You're completely surrounded. You don't even have like the benefit of having like a wall against your back to right. repel them. Like they're surrounding you entirely. I don't know. That's that's tough. I mean they are Dead mate. Four of the great, or five, I guess, of the greatest heroes, probably within Middle Earth. They're, you know, among the top 25, 50 fighters, I would imagine. <laughs> so, who knows? Do goblins eat? They'd probably eat them, too. Oh, yeah, alive. Live. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fingers and toes, baby. Uh, <laughs> like, this turns into a mutiny. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so then the Balrog shows up and, uh, that this foe was beyond any of you. It's something that Gandalf says. And I always like to, I, I like that moment where it shows Legolas, his eyes and his face in that moment. It's like, he is so scared. It's freaking yeah. great. I love, I love the look on his face. Even more than just... his face in Return of the King when the eye of Sauron is staring right at him and he's kind of squinting oh right i'm just half joking about that because that his face has always annoyed me in that scene, right. but yeah but you're right he has a genuine look of fear i think yeah it's great yeah that's yeah, it no, very good it's good um but you know then you get the you not you shall not pass and it's great. well the whole staircase scene too i forgot how much so i sick. love that too it's yeah. so good and then when the arrows start raining down that's pretty sweet and then that shot that legolas has that one goes right between his eyes. Right. Yeah. And it, and it follows this, the path of the arrow. I love that, that shot. I'm sorry, but I think it's so stupid when Legolas, or excuse me, Frodo and Aragorn get stuck on that's that pillar. A little, that's a little campy. It's always bugged me. It's well, always annoyed me. Why is Frodo in I, the back anyway? Throw him like second, at least. Or he's third. the most important person. Most why is important. he in the back? But they're putting him all these dangerous. He's like, yeah. I mean, they're trying to get him from the cave troll, but they don't. Right. <laughs> and then they, like, leave him in the Oh, back he wandered staircase. off again, too. Nobody kept their eyes on him. <laughs> Who's got eyes oh, on Frodo? Oh, where's Frodo? Who's got <laughs> Frodo? It's Who's like, got come on, on, guys. You got one thing here. One. That's it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, the, Bal- the Balrog, uh, I always like that scene. I mean, fly, you fools, and yeah. you shall not pass. It's, oh, it's beauty. It's iconic. It's completely mm-hmm. iconic, and it's fantastic. Well, and seeing it, like I said, for the first time, and just being like, oh, my gosh, Gandalf died, and, like, not having the foresight that he's just going to come back as Gandalf right. the yeah. White, and thinking that, Shing. wow, he really died. That's a... I'll get into that later, actually. But, yeah, it's it's crazy, so... um but I always the the scene right outside where all the hobbits are like freaking out and crying and mm-hmm. stuff, and he's like, "Leave them a moment for pity's sake!" But Nightfather's world be swarming with orcs. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was the moment. I'm sorry, I keep. I know you probably want to talk to Danny. I'm just like interrupting, but um, oh good. That scene 
for me, the again, the first time I saw it, I was like, I like Boromir more than I like Aragorn in that scene. I was like, Aragorn's the bad guy right now. Right. Because yeah. he's not giving yeah. him a moment for pity's sake. But like he said. But these hills will be swamping. By nightfall, <laughs> cannot wield it. None of us can. Oh, that's that's the part we missed. Uh, that line, we sure did. You cannot wield it. None of us can. We got every <laughs> oh, single line around that line and missed that one. Yeah, we said everything else that was said at the council except for the one line that we quote the most. We did a thirty-minute council session and somehow missed that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then the carabine. Con- <laughs> Caravan. <laughs> then the birds come again. I think don't birds they? come under the cliff. They just get and to Lothlorien. Everybody hides. Yeah. They get to Lothlorien, no, and it's really... Frodo's face. It's Frodo's face when they're all crying. Like everybody's crying, yeah. and it's really sad. His but look. it's Frodo walking out alone, and then he turns, and that shot of Elijah Wood is just like, oh my gosh, kills me. Absolutely kills me. I cried a little bit. I agree. I cried once in this movie. Not then, but not that part. Not that part. <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't. I was just kidding. Right. Um, Lothlorien is good. I, it's it's all fun. You know, I I enjoy that scene very much. I, know. I <laughs> like the I like the winces that all the characters give when Lady Gladys. Queen was, more powerful than Oh my gosh! You would have a queen. Oh, beautiful and treacherous. <laughs> Foundations yeah. <laughs> of the earth all <laughs> shall love me and despair. She's like, oh mm. my gosh. Okay. She gets crazy in that moment. I have passed the test. I shall remain a lady. I shall Ooh. Kate Blanchett, man. It's yeah, so great that they incredible. had her in this role because she is so good. She is very and she it's looks such a minor exactly role. the same nowadays. It's crazy. Hasn't she aged, is like an elf. It's crazy. It's like well, she looked 40 ago. when she was like 25. She's yeah. always just looked old. She has, yeah, she okay. has kind of looked old. She's like looked like late thirties for a while. I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah. She's just looked like a grown woman. But yeah, heck, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, no, it's true. I think that if we're talking about small extended edition stuff, I think that this is the one part and the one scene in the movie that I think the extended stuff goes on a little bit too much. They add a little bit too much to this whole area that you're just like well, I don't they they show this. like Gimli's like if you're gonna speak speak in a tongue that we can all understand and mm-hmm. you know what this dwarf says to that and that's actually one of the only times you see him without a helmet yeah in that extended scene and you're like put that helmet yeah, on dude. <laughs> your board's gross but <laughs> yeah. get that helmet back on let's go Come on. <laughs> good you're friend good. of ours Christina said that last night during the movie she's like Ugh, put that helmet back on <laughs> gross uh I love when they're like getting to Lothlorien and the guy's like Lord of Celebrimbor. The way he says Celebrimbor is just so funny to me. Just must be an extended thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe that was extended. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember that. But House of Lord Celebrimbor. Are you talking about like Galadriel's <laughs> husband or whatever? It's the guy that shows up in Two Towers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Must have been extended. Must have been an extended. You know, okay, I do have to bring this up though, because Gladriel's husband 
is the put me down for a thousand guy. Is that it's guy? freaking the guy from Mission Impossible 2. Oh my god. The bad guy in Mission Impossible 2 is I wanted the freaking... to look him up because I was like, he looks kind of familiar. <laughs> He's so stupid. But when, and I I freaking I hate that guy, dude. In this movie, I've always hated him because he goes, where Tell me Gandalf? where is Gandalf? Where is Gandalf? Like the way he says it Tell is me. so irritating. I would much like to speak with him. He kind of said marriage. Marriage. Some marriage. Ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he says, Just some lazy, more cotton balls of- in there, please. <laughs> Can we get four more cotton balls on set? Shove them all in his cheeks. It'll be good. Yeah. Where is Gandalf? But. You know, we, we talked about Dude, this. That's funny that that's yeah. that guy. We talked about the scene where uh, Gladrail freaks out. That's great. Um, there's also the quick exchange between uh, Boromir and um, Aragorn that kind of sets up the sets ending of the, the movie. Tone. Yeah, yep. it's really good. Them discussing, you know, the the white the white city and the Tower of Ecthalion and all that stuff. Have and, you ever been called home? Yeah, ever heard the 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 horns of gondor welcome you to welcome you home or something like that it's it's really good it's really good and there's that it's such a good oh man every freaking music cue in this is so good i love all the music for lord of the rings it's great what do they when do they say that what what do they say some one day our past will lead us here and the tower guard shall take up the call the lords of gondor have returned ooh good job that's a good line yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's so so should cool. we? We did we get all of we all that we want out of Lothlorien? Well, the <laughs> yeah. exchanging of the gifts is a good scene. Yeah, that's extended. That's extended though. True, it is. All right, continue on. <laughs> I don't know why you guys don't watch the extended. That's this such a podcast, good scene. This podcast is extended. This podcast is extended. <laughs> we're doing okay. We're. Well, we're getting closer to two hours here so so they are on their way they pass the um the guard the the statues i always that the kings that's of such, old that's such a marvel can you imagine like rowing up in a river and seeing two sides of that like such i know massive it's like bravo yeah true good call yeah no yeah it's, very the miniatures of those are sweet too they show on the behind the scenes her making those and stuff it's crazy yeah um but so they get they get to the shores and yeah. Lego's like howard shore we have to move what are you guys we looking at over there are, what, are, you, are you saying that it's not him no it's not oh. it's not the guy no it's not the guy from mission impossible 2. he's from ever after yeah well dang it you blew it that i was, didn't look it up i didn't fact check myself that, that it looks like incredible. him I believed you. Yeah. No, who Bummer, knew it, dude? You blew it. Sorry, everybody. I was wrong on that. So <laughs> you enjoy it. it. Doesn't happen often. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess we. Do you want to talk about just kind of so that, the birth of the Urukai? The birth of the Urukai. Yeah. There's the whole Saruman giving, you know, creating the Urukai and that army coming after him, and so dun 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 dun. Legolas looks over at the forest and then he looks back. <laughs> <laughs> something's out there, dude. You got just something going on out there. Something's going on. I can feel it. Yeah. It's good. A nameless enemy. What does he say? Mm, something a like nameless that. nameless evil. Nameless evil. A nameless enemy. Must be extended. Must be extended. I think that's extended. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's extended. 
<laughs> but I mean, and that's pretty much bringing us to like the last little bit of the movie. So there's that moment between Boromir and Frodo where he yeah. tries to take the ring. I'm sorry. And so if I if we're doing, uh, are we doing favorite scene, favorite line, favorite character of this podcast or no? Did you yeah. plan on doing that, Dave? You are? No, I did. I say we I say we just do all that because it's going to be a lot of this stuff anyway. So we can okay. fill in the gaps of anything that we'd leave out here. So my, f- my favorite scene is this exchange. This and Boromir's big redemption. I'd say like kind of those two merged, but right. um this is this is part of my favorite scene. It's just uh Boromir confronting Frodo and that whole that whole section. Right. Um, no, I agree. Yeah. So it's your favorite both on your scene. Phones, so this is really, <laughs> really great to talk to you guys on your phones. I feel like a middle school teacher. Yeah, all right, um, I'm ready. <laughs> so ready, I'm listening. I'm listening. Um, yeah, but I just love it. It's my favorite scene. I love uh, what he says to Frodo and stuff. And you'll take the ring to Sauron. You'll betray, you'll betray us. us. Curse you. Yeah. Curse you. Curse you. And all the halflings. It's just. It makes me like tear up. You know, just Sean Bean's freaking performance in that moment yeah and then he so does the, good. he does like the over dramatic like oh and falls into the leaves and kind of smacks his face and then then the lift up frodo gets frodo so frodo. scared yeah he i love how he like moves his hair oh, back with the leaves so in his gloves. Yeah. i just well and so it. that's that's something that like um i mean i'll just I'll just hack on here. I'll just say, talk about my favorite character. Um, and I was going to say that we should do a favorite character of the series and then a favorite character of each movie. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. And my favorite character in fellowship of the ring is Boromir because a, I think that Boromir's character is great, right? He's the steward of Gondor and he's the one that's pretty been pretty much been brunting like the sheer force of Mordor and kind of protecting everybody. And so he feels responsible for what's happening, right? Like mm-hmm. he's going to have to bear a lot of this burden. Um, but man, like his character is so great. But in that scene specifically that you're talking about, when he like comes out of that moment of trying to steal the ring from Frodo and like, it's like Frodo, Frodo. And you hear him yell, Frodo, I'm sorry. Like as he's running away. Man, I love it's yeah, such great cool. acting, and I honestly am surprised that he didn't get like a best supporting actor nom for this because he it's a really good role he's and it's so good. And he's, he's one so of so good. He's one of two people in the entire series that I think stood a chance of actually getting nominated for an Academy Award for their performance in these movies. And I think that he's the best. He's the one that had a, the biggest chance of actually winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, Boromir is fantastic and um, it's, he's just, I think that he's the best, he's the best character in this movie. And I think that he really sets the tone for the rest of the series as to like, he's my favorite and they kill him off in the first one. And it makes, it makes everything seem very serious. You know, the gravity, everything gets real kind of sets in. Yeah. So one of the fellowship dies, right. You know, and that's the big, he's my favorite character too. So. Right. He's probably yeah. mine in fellowship. He's my favorite character. I would probably yeah. say Aemir is my favorite overall though. Aemir from Rohan? Yeah. Cool. I've always cool. liked him a lot. Not AON? No. Why do you like Aemir so much? Uh I just like Aemir because he's like so staunchly devoted to his people that he's willing to be thrown out of the city for what he's willing to be banished. In. Willing to be banished, right? And then just showing back up. Um, and I, I've always liked Carl Urban too. 
Yeah, he's and a he good just, actor. He just yeah. looks good. I just like his look. I like good the, singer too. Is he really Keith Urban? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> great. Hey, Carl. good one. <laughs> oh, you said Carl. So yeah. Same with uh, Gandolfini. Um, James Gandolfini. <laughs> hey, fly you fools! <laughs> fly you! Come on! <laughs> it's Gandalf and Mister Feeny mix. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but okay. uh, no, no it's he, yeah, yeah, great call. I think the Amir is great. I'm going to talk about him a lot next episode. And, but yeah, it, Boromir. Uh, when it comes to the the ending and all that stuff, I think a reason that he's my favorite character is it, it, just his redemption, his overall redemption. redemption. He's kind of like man. the evil kind of guy, but I don't know, man. It's the best freaking death scene of all time. Like the most courageous three and arrows, just, just beautiful. It's such a beautiful, it's my background on my freaking phone right now. Um, it's just, I don't know. He, he, he realizes it and he finally kind of comes to terms with what's happening. It's kind of like uh Faramir at the end of, you know, two towers. And we'll talk about that, but he's like, I think we finally see, I think I finally understand you. Boromir mm-hmm. kind of has that moment of like, finally understand what this is and it mm-hmm. drove him mad and it drove him to a different place than you know everybody else but and it also it's the contrast between him and aragon is so great because it shines such a good light on aragon when he walks up to frodo and he closes frodo's hand and he's like i'm not yeah. gonna take it you know don't worry about me i am i'm the king i'm strong you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah i think boromir's freaking redemption is just so great and just, you know. And it's so sad that, like, one of his last things that he sees is Mary and Pippin getting carried off. I like, know. That he ultimately that he kind of failed, actually. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if, if I may jump in, I, I will say that um, my favorite scene um, is Boromir's death. And yeah. I know that, like, it's kind of just, it sucks because everything is Boromir in this movie for me. Like my favorite yeah. character is Boromir. My favorite line is said about Boromir. And mm-hmm. then my favorite scene is Boromir's death. But it really is so fantastic because he tries to take the ring from Frodo. Um, he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he stands for like the temptation that there is to commit evil deeds. Right. Yeah. Like, everything. Yep. Everything evil is very. Within. There's a lot of metaphor within this movie. And so like there is that moment of him like giving in to temptation and he tries to take the ring. And so he commits this very heroic deed and dies in order to save Marion Pippin. Right. And then as he's laying there, Aragorn comes and like, and goes to help him. And he says, just leave it in, like leave the arrow in, you know, I tried to take the ring from Frodo. I have I failed. I failed you all. And then Aragorn says something to the effect of um, like, you've done, you've done your duty, blah, blah, blah. Our and people. Yeah, our people. Our and he people. says that and he repeats our people. And man, it's it's so great when he says, um, I would have followed you, my captain, my brother. What does he say? My captain, my brother, my king? My command. Uh, I don't know. It's it's like it's something my, like that. Yeah. My, yeah, captain. My brother. Something. And then but then he so he goes, my brother, my king. And it's that acknowledgement from yeah. the steward of Gondor, the guy that is holding Steward's the mantle. Son. Excuse me. He will be the steward of Gondor yeah. at some point. But, um, but he like been. is holding the mantle of responsibility for the race of men, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about Rohan too. But that guy pretty much passing on the torch and stating to the heir of Isildur himself that 
you're my king. I believe in you. And I believe that you can do what it takes to save the race of men. And that, I mean, that scene, it just, it made me cry the other night when I was watching mm-hmm. it. It's unbelievable. I think it's, like you said, his acknowledgement that he is the rightful king. Because, right. like, in Return of the King, there's so much uh, uh, blow, not blowback. Like, like Denethor's fight fights so hard against acknowledging that. But right. at the end, Boromir does, whereas right. Denethor doesn't ever. Right. And it, yeah. and it comes to that relationship between Boromir and Aragorn, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, this relationship between those two, but understanding that Boromir gave into the weakness where Aragorn did not, right? Yeah. He's been around the ring just as much as Boromir has. If but not more. If not more, right. Definitely. But he doesn't give into it. In that moment where, when Frodo offers him the ring, he closes the hand and says, I would have followed you to the end, to the very fires of Mordor. Oh, man. I mean, it's I know. so and, Yeah, and good. Frodo just goes, I know. I know. And that's when this, this movie, it's so funny because it hits this stride of like, you know, just kind of like our podcast today, we, we break down the whole beginning of this movie and there's so much detail and little things, but like it, it almost seems like none of it matters after a certain point because it hits this thing there at the end to where it's like, Oh, Frodo's going off on his own. Like, oh, right. this is, it gets very serious there at the end, which well, is just, it's crazy. When you said and something also, important there that nothing matters. None yeah. of what they've done is matters, matters because the fellowship fails. Frodo has yeah, to do this by himself. All the little himself. hot hobbits, all the, you know, all of <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, I also wanted to say that I feel like Boromir and Aragon. They're like the true representation of that passing of the torch. And then after Aragon gets kind of past that and they acknowledge that, then it's almost just like getting through obstacles to get him to the throne. You know? Right, right. Because yeah. there's, there's no other like real true relationship he has to get through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's very much, you know, the hero answering the call is what Two mm-hmm. Towers is about. So, yeah, it's very, it's very good. And then, um, so my favorite line is... Um, Right when Boromir dies and Aragorn says to him, be at peace, son of Gondor. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's just, I don't know. It gets me every time. It kills me. Sniffles. Yeah. (laughs) Sniffs big. So. Yeah. Did you have a favorite line, Danny, that you wanted to? Yeah, I do. Character line. It's uh, character Boromir scene. Boromir trying to take the ring from Frodo. Um, and then my favorite line is earlier in the movie. I'm actually kind of blanking on when exactly it is. I think it's somewhere near Moria. And I think they're talking at the top of the steps. And, uh, Frodo says, um, I wish it need not happened in my time, said Frodo. And then Gandalf says, so do I. And so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time given to us. And I just love, I love that line. I actually have that line printed out on a piece of paper and it's sitting above my desk. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that line. Yeah. It's great, man. It's, it's a beautiful line and it's, it's one of the most commonly quoted ones, I think too. So mm-hmm. great. Good call. That's a good one. Definitely. What about you, Zach? Uh, I would agree with you on the, f- First two, Boromir, and then it's either Boromir when he tries to take the ring or the ensuing battle. Uh-huh. Just the entire last part of it. I know. Um, there is just incredible. I love the Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli fight scene, then getting to the Horn of Gondor. Um, and then my 
favorite line, like I said, I really like that Pippin line, but I also really like that line when they're in Moria. And it's like right after he says, Gandalf says that, but it's the, um, it's a pity Bilbo didn't kill him when he had the chance. And then Gandalf says, pity. It was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand. Many that live deserve death. Some that die deserve life. Can you give it to them, Frodo? Do not be too eager to deal out death and judgment. Even the very wise cannot see all ends. My heart tells me that Gollum has some part to play yet, for good or for ill. Before this is over, the pity of Bilbo may rule the fate of many. And I think that's just such a good, like, foreshadowing. And it's like, just one small action can... I mean, and it turns out, that does turn out to be like... That's why he's our number one fan. That's why he's our number one fan. Gets the number one line. So, yeah, I mean, I just like I said, I love that line just because of how how true that statement is and how your initial reaction is like, yeah, I wish that gross creature was dead. Oh, and that's something too. Andy Serkis did do the voice in first one before they had done the CGI for him. Oh, wow. He is credited with doing the voice in the first one. Cool. Even if he's oh, not cool. motion captured. Do, that's one thing we didn't even, we did not even mention Gollum. Following him the whole time. He, he, well, he's he barely, such he's such person. a small role. Yeah. Yells, that yeah. and it's just like, okay. I love I, <laughs> when the little log is following him. He's like, he's too clever or water or whatever. It's extended. Uh, yeah. And then he like hits the log, like hits the side of something. Like un unskillfully, yeah. And that always to me is pretty funny because right. like he's so. Do you remember that day? Just like runs into. No, me. it's extended. But. God, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh Do you remember Lord. that scene, David? <laughs> oh no, that one was extended. <laughs> Must be extended. <laughs> um, I have one more quick line oh, just because so this was a contender for mine and mine's so short, but it just goes into my favorite scene. But this is also another one. Bilbo says it's a dangerous business going out your door. Oh, yeah. You step onto the road and if you don't keep your feet, there's no telling where you might be swept off to. That was a contender for me. It's a great line. So um, it was pretty fast. You don't stop and take a look around. You might just miss it. That one's over my door. Farthest from home I've ever been. Farthest from home I've ever been. <laughs> Anything you guys want to bring up here at the end of the movie that we might have skipped over? Um, I do want to note that the little battle between Aragorn and that Urukai is great. Incredible. I've always, I've always loved it's that the because they set the that they set that Urukai up to be like you know like the boss at the end of the level or yeah. something. You know, yeah. like he's this bad dude, and he kind of gets like oh, a... he definitely is in the video games. He's the boss mm-hmm. that you have to... Yeah. He mm-hmm. is the and boss, he, yeah. And he gets the one-up on Aragorn for, like, a second, but once he, like, throws this, throws the knife at Aragorn, and he, like, bats it off, then Aragorn, throw, like, gets up and just fights him one-on-one, he's nothing. Right. He's so easy to kill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I just, I just his love that. His best chance was when he threw the shield and pinned his head right there. He and got him he for was like so close. He got him for like a second. Yeah. But then it's just like that was eh. the power move. Yeah, yeah. That was like his big. I've been practicing this shield throw for a while. Yeah. Exactly. A B A B. We're like you can't he, do your your big move out of the gate. He had you know? he had one moment where he almost had him, but not. Yeah. Sorry. Head so. cut clean off. Right. It's great. It's great. Um, and then, you know, another scene that's great is when um, is Sam and Frodo, when Sam rushes out 
to the boat to meet up with Frodo. And he's like, I'm going to Mordor alone, Sam. Sure you are. And I'm coming with you. It's just like, And he just drowns so quick. Rudy. It's so good, man. (laughs) He drowns so quick, though. Yeah, know. <laughs> Is he not know how to swim? Waddles Is he being weighed down second. by something? No, he must be weighed through. down by his, all his cast iron. Yeah. All right. All that Lambus bread. Yeah. <laughs> Just More brought down. Lambus bread. Yeah. Yeah. So great I love film. How, how quick? Uh, how quick Sam's face goes from like trying to dead <laughs> when he's <laughs> underwater. So scared, so quick. He's just like, just like and he just oh, just dead. And the hand goes. I also want to know Aragon when he tucks Frodo's hand and he goes around the corner and just whole army. The horde. Oh yeah, whole man, army. that scene is that's so good. That's it's the coolest. Cool. And I love how like zero to a hundred in that scene, you know, it's just like, like they're oh, just okay, having a yeah. conversation. He turns around. And he's like, oh, I have like 50 guys. That well, I have he, see, he sees that it's blue and it's off screen. And then he pulls out his sword. And I remember kind of thinking like, oh, my gosh, he's going he's going to kill Frodo right now. And he's like, go. And then you're like, oh, OK, he's going to go fight those dudes. Yeah, that's great. And the look on his face, he's got like this like stoic look of just like complete apathy towards the situation. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's probably more concentration, but it's still like a great just like dead look to the world that Aragorn has. Just like got to do it. It's great. It's great. It's good. Yeah, there's a there's an orc that didn't know that the camera was rolling. And he's on the ground. Oh my gosh. You remember yes. that? Yes. So as Boromir's laying there dying, and Aragorn Aragorn's runs up running over. And one Urukai kind of like looks up to like he's he like supposed to be dead, up but he sort of like starts to sit up to see if like he's run by while the camera's rolling, but he's supposed to be dead. Yes. Yeah. That's so funny. They just funny. left it in. Yep. It's a little funny like that. I think yeah. I knew that. I just there's didn't. a few continuity errors, and then one that's always irked me. Is that Aragorn in two towers? They're tracking Merry and Pippin. He's like, their hands were bound, and then it cuts back to them like crawling, and then the horse rears up, and you can clearly see Pippin's arms are outstretched, not bound, prior to him getting oh, cut. Wow. wow! Yeah, interesting. That's a good one. It must be extended. It must be. Extended, I think that's extended. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's what that is. So tight is that I'm actually just gonna watch two towers after this. No, it made this. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it last night. Yeah. That's that's the trouble with doing that though. Before the Fellowship podcast, I watched two towers and Fellowship, and so like we're talking this whole time, and I have a lot of two towers stuff to say, right, which I right. will save for tomorrow. But yeah, it'll be good. Looking forward to um, it. Yeah, and I think the ending of this movie is is very good. Uh, just something to note on is Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn. You know, it's like this was all pointless, blah, blah, you know, and Aragorn says, like, we cannot condemn Merry and Pippin to torture and death or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And let's go hunt some orc. And Gimli's just like, yes! And that's like the one moment where Gimli turns into the character that we know in the next two movies. Right. He's suddenly, like, yeah. great. But I think that that's a great moment in the movie because all of this has been pointless, but then these three guys have, like, a rejuvenated purpose, right? They're going to yeah. go try to save these dudes. And for me, I was watching this movie trying to remember how I felt when I was, you know, in eighth grade watching this. Like, oh, sweet. I can't wait for the next movie to see what these dudes are doing. Yeah. Right. You know, and yeah. then the, in the moment at the end for Frodo and, and Sam is beautiful as well. You know, it's like, I suppose we'll never see them again. We may yet, Mr. Frodo. We may. We may. It's great. I mean, it's I'm so happy great. you're here, Sam. <laughs> I want to hear more about Sam. 
Oh, that's no, that's coming up. That's next. I'm gonna talk so much about Sam tomorrow. It's gonna He's be great. freaking the best. Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna expose my favorite. Well, I already did. Sam's so Z- so Zach. Uh, I'm gonna ask this to every guest that we have on, um, and it's it's a pretty clear answer. It totally depends on what you like more. Um, I guess you can go either way. Uh, do you like Lord of the Rings more or Game of Thrones? Oh, I thought you were going to ask about School of Rock and I was going to interrupt. No, I'm glad you didn't because it would be Lord of the Rings. But I've always I remember when uh, Game of Thrones first came out and, you know, I'd be like, oh, have you seen Game of Thrones yet? And people were like, no, what is that? And I'd be like, well, just think like Lord of the Rings is Disney, but Game of Thrones is HBO. That's kind of how I always compared it. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's really tough, man. Probably Lord of the Rings just because of like nostalgia. Yeah. I'd say just because it's closer to my heart than Game of Thrones is. And it's, it's more just... it's more intimate and like George R. R. Martin can be considered kind of a J.R. Tolkien hack almost. Yeah. He de- but and not necessarily hack, but he definitely was very inspired by Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah. By Middle yeah. Earth. Um and he did he did a good job of creating his own earth too, his own world, but I just think Lord of the Rings is so it's just and another thing too I was gonna bring up, I think this is like the modern day uh what am I looking the word I'm looking for for like a movie. It's like the modern day epic almost. Yeah. So this is something that I actually wanted to bring up too That's earlier at the beginning of the podcast. Lord of the Rings is my answer. Yeah. That's you. You, you yeah. say Lord of the Rings. Yes. Okay. So you go ahead, Dave. I'm not going to answer that right now. We right. Can, right. Danny and I will talk about that but later. You were starting to say. Um, but I did, this is something I meant to bring up at the beginning, but I forgot. Um, this does feel very much like our star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for people that were living yeah. In 1977, getting to see Star Wars in theaters, they were old enough to understand it and think it was cool. I think that that's the closest feeling that I can have toward that is seeing Fellowship of the Ring in theaters. Because it truly was a formative experience in my life. And it was quite... Things were different after that, I feel like. I feel like I literally had a new look on life. Because movies... A new hope. Yeah. So anyway, that's I I do think that Lord of the Rings is somewhat of our Star Wars. Well, and and too with like technology, like I said, with like the Weta digital, yeah, and digital stuff like that. It's more at Helm's Deep that they did this, but um, like the digital, the programming needed to make those digital representations not just like stop and stand when they're done fighting. Like they 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 were thinking, you know, they programmed them to think. And I think the leaps that they made in technology, both with like um, practical effects and with uh, digital effects. Yeah, mixing practical huge, and digital was a big, big this, deal. This was like this was a turning point mm-hmm. or Fellowship of the Rings was a turning point. Yeah, the whole series was a turning point for modern yeah. for modern cinema. Yeah. I think. It's incredible. It's it's honestly when somebody asks me like my favorite, I guess, favorite trilogy or favorite fantasy thing, it's hard to not put it at the very top of the list. You know, I oftentimes will just say Star Wars out of habit very quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
now with certain things, you know, we're going through Game of Thrones right now, and I'll talk about this again, but I'm watching Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, God, Game of Thrones is really good, too, and Star Wars, and you got, you know, I think the Dark Knight trilogy is right up there as well, so it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. Uh, but Lord of the Rings, it, Fellowship of the Ring in particular holds up so well. It is such a good movie. It's such a good movie. And yep. if it, you know, it could be potentially in my, like, top, three favorite movies of all time. If I single out Fellowship, I mean, it's hard to not say that it's the best movie ever, <laughs> you know? Um, also, another question for you. Do you like Fellowship more, or this is the harder question, Fellowship or School of Rock? Fellowship. Which is a better movie? Fellowship. You like, oh, okay. <laughs> not the answer, I thought. Have you seen School of Rock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ever seen, well, I guess my answer, next I question would be, have you ever seen School of Rock? <laughs> Um, I think that Jack Black as Aragorn is oh, the best. It baby. would be freaking. You cannot wield it. <laughs> None of us can. Wow. Peace, son of Gondor. I was Rindy. talking with Dave. I had recently just <laughs> speaking of Peter Jackson, just watched King Kong. Oh yeah. And Jack Black is phenomenal in that. Yeah. So I'll give him his day. In court. I think we, man. Maybe we should just make this a Peter Jackson thing instead. We'll just do King Kong after this. Ooh. Do King Kong after? I'm down. Yeah. He doesn't Andy have any circus. Other that I want to talk about, but yeah. He, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's great. So I, I would say fellowship, though, to answer the question. Fellowship, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, this. <laughs> and that's, rock, you have a good point. No this, <laughs> if I were making a list and we were including movies from like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, I mean, this fellowship would probably be in my top five, if not top three. I know it's tough. It's tough to even, you know, think about that. Maybe we should do that sometime. That'd be a cool conversation. Right. Um, but, uh, good. Uh, All right. Good stuff, guys. Good fellowship talk. I think that was about perfect. Talk. We kept it under two and a half. So just good work. Just <laughs> under two and a half. <laughs> hey, we didn't go the full length of the movie. Yeah. We often That's outrun good. the movies. So yeah. <laughs> for such a long movie, I think we did. Okay. We did. Okay. And, and this such is, a one where it's, Fellowship is so much about character building. Like in the this next This is the two, one. I think yeah. it'll be a lot two, more. You'll it, have a lot it'll quicker. be a lot easier to kind of just yeah. Get you're not quickly. introducing. Oh yeah, every definitely. single character. Like but this is this one. The setup of this is just so much, and yeah. and all that. But it's, but yeah. done in such a tasteful way. Because like I was watching Black Panther with Dave. Sorry, I know we're trying to. No, you're up, good. But you're good. Like with Black Panther, I felt like I was getting a lot of introduction. That I'm just like, all right. Let's get to the get, get, his, get his suit on. Yeah, that's, see the suit. Yeah. I never freeze. <laughs> yeah. I never like freeze. I know. <laughs> Humor sucks in that movie. But Michael B. Michael B. Best uh, villain of freaking all time. So good. Pretty good. But anyway, um, just a little, you know. As always, just want to thank all the listeners and. Uh, and uh, we're really excited about doing Lord of the Rings. This was our, our first episode of that, The Fellowship of the Ring. We have two towers coming out here soon, and we also are going to do Return of the King. We know that we have uh, Katie Backer joining us for our Two Towers episode, and we also have a special guest, uh, Jack Ebensteiner, give you a shiner for Return of the King. Captain Jack. Captain Jack. Um, so we're extremely excited for this, uh, this trilogy that we're doing. Um, as always, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Facebook, and Google. Uh, Professor <laughs> Jones is where you'll find us. Any uh, search my, engine, we come up pretty quick. We come up very quick if you just type 
type Professor Jones in anywhere. Ask um, SoundCloud. <laughs> We're also on Instagram, Professor Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Daniel Hunter Jones, and I'm also on Twitter at bro underscore digs. Um, any? Do you guys want to shout out anything over there? Uh, no, I like to keep my personal life private. So. Okay. <laughs> you guys always introduce me with a first and last name so people could do a simple something search and find me very easily google I, can... I didn't want to have happen but, <laughs> hey, but now everybody's doing it google me zach uh, hartman zach hartman also <laughs> tubesog thank you very much for joining us today thanks for having me i'm very glad i could be a part of lord of the rings very much love that trilogy. absolutely it's loved having you he's our number one fan yeah. we'll have you back uh extremely soon cool well thanks a lot for listening until next time we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Ha, ha, ha.